The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. Yeah, my name is Zach. And I'm Jasmine. Yeah, and I'm actually finally back home, so we're actually in the same room recording this time. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be a few of these while I'm back for winter break. Sorry if I seem a little subdued. I can't only open my mouth so much. I get my wisdom teeth removed on Monday. Isn't that fun? That sounds so much fun. Right before Christmas. Just, just like the pain in the back of your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I can't like I can't open my jaw. I can't chew anything. I've just mostly been eating and surviving off of soups for the last just, few days. Just take whatever blended up and just drink it out of a straw. Yeah, pretty much. And, like I've been uh, dosing myself up with uh, freaking ibuprofen, acetaminophen, like. I th- I think this morning I took a total of like seven pills at once and I was like, Jeez. what the hell? Not just of one thing, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. of the antibiotics and this and that. And That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. But like um, Katie had the same issue with her teeth, but she didn't get them taken out. I think it just subsided for her. Like it stopped after a bit. See, I dealt with that the first time with my bottom right one because I only got blessed with two, you know, mm-hmm. wisdom teeth. And my parents never wanted to pay to get them taken out because they just didn't have the money for that kind of thing. And they weren't bothering me at the time. But, uh, no, my dentist's like, oh, you t- you have a huge cavity and like the, uh the wisdom tooth on the bottom right uh, and then the one on the top left he says he thinks is infected and that's why it's hurting but personally i think it's because it's growing in sideways and pushing on my other teeth roots yeah that's that's another tooth roots that's whatever you want to call it thing. i only have two wisdom teeth uh i think they're adjacent so like i have one on bottom and one on top i'm not sure about that though but i know i have only two no i got one on the bottom right and one on the top left and i was just like what the fuck yeah katie's got all four that so. fucking blows. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but she her pain has subsided, but she just doesn't have money to pay for it. Well, I thought my pain had subsided, but like I'm 26 years old and this is hurting now. Well, this has happened. She she had this issue like months ago, so right, like midway through the semester she had this issue, but now it's kind of speaking of the semester, we're done. Yeah, I'm done, and uh, the semester has been a lot of hell and trial and error and doing just a lot of work in the next semester i'm still doing i'm doing the same amount of credits only four classes but mine is involving my minor and my major so see isn't that fun after you get done with your freaking i I, I almost called them geds (laughs) but yeah geds your gen eds you know what i mean like just i have one more core 42 class and that that i'll do this next semester then I go down to doing half cre- half time at school because I only need like six credits per semester for the next year and a half or something like that. Yeah. Two years maybe. We'll what, see. you didn't want to finish out faster? Oh, I can't finish out faster. The reason is because I can't – the classes that I need to take are – uh, all animation classes and they're only re- uh, allowed during certain uh, semesters. So uh, animation two, which I have to take is only... I got you. I got you because yeah. I have to take C++ in the spring because they don't offer it in the fall. Yep. So. Yeah. So I missed my deadline last year and then I have to send in animations, which I have to work on 
before February, early February, something like that, there's a deadline where I have to submit an application of a certain amount of projects that I have been working on in of school and outside of school uh, to apply for my BFA in animation. So, which should, that should be okay. That should be fine, but it's just a lot of work. Yeah. So. No, trust me. I talked to a... a well, whenever I get done with my associate's degree, I'm going to a different college. I, w- I was talking to the counselors over at that college and everything, and yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely chuffed, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, a lot of weird stuff has happened over the past week or so, just in yeah. general. In real life, or are we starting to get into the news? Oh, no. In real life and in news. Oh, okay. Like, in general, just weird stuff. I, I so much stuff. I went to Walmart. I haven't been to Walmart in forever. <laughs> it's a it's a madhouse there. Uh-huh. I only went to do cat food because I I didn't want to pay for Chewy uh one because it's just more expensive uh and I don't have a lot of money right now since I'm not working. Um so I just tried to buy what I can and I bought some cheaper stuff. But it's still good for my cat and whatnot. Right. Uh, but getting there is fucking bad. This all the self checkout areas are all full all the time. I know. And it's and it's because it's Christmas time and people are buying gifts. Yeah. And also it looked like people were stocking up for whatever reason. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, uh, COVID two is gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, and my God. Electric boogaloo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> COVID two electric boogaloo. Yeah, Danny DeVito is going to be the mascot of uh, coronavirus two for that. Just throw him in the trash. <laughs> throw him in the trash. Exactly. Um, yeah, he'll dress up as a, a COVID nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> parade. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like wasted, passed out under a bridge. You know what I mean? Like he's getting wet, getting pissed on by a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> cold opening for a new episode of it's sunny oh Question man mark. yeah that'd be a good opening yeah uh but a lot of other weird things like in the news specifically what we have uh for yeah. our first one uh which is all about the zodiac killer something's been finally solved that's crazy you know because like this it's been 51 years since the zodiac killer released this ciphered message uh, during, like, a live TV thing, like, uh, he, he called, he, like, when they did live calling, you yeah, understand yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, back in the day, you could call the radio station and blah, 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 you it know? Was for... D- technically, you could still do that today, like, when it comes to, like, things on the, on the radio, you know? Like, you could win tickets if you call there... now, and it's true, you can. There's a, like... ca- there's occasional public access, I guarantee you there's public access television that has those, those like, live feed things like that. Right, right, but, exactly. Besides the point, you but know But for I mean? the show that they're referring to was the, G- the Jim Dunbar show, uh, a Bay Area television talk show. And the uh, supposed uh, 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 Zodiac Killer called into the show uh, saying stuff and whatnot. And then, like, two weeks after that, uh, they a cipher was sent out. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. 
uh, but nobody has understood what it what what it has said for fifty one years until these three amateurs came along. Just three <laughs> it's, dudes. It's always literally. someone amateurish or who has no experience in this, and they just like solve it easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people have been working really hard to like figure this out for the last fifty one years. Like, what the fuck, dude? You know. Government but uh, it was dubbed the three forty cipher that they created, and. It was David Orenchak, a software developer in Virginia, Jarl van Eyck, a Belgian uh, computer programmer, and Sam Blake, an Australian mathematician. Okay. Uh, decoding the cipher revealed the message, uh, and it was sent in all capital letters without punctuation and included the misspelling of paradise, and it, and it spelled it uh, P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm reading it right now. It's pretty yeah. long, but like... It's not that bad. Uh, yeah. It So the cipher, they, they decoded it, and it said, um, I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. Because I now have enough slaves to work for me uh, where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise, so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. Hmm. Yeah. Very, uh mysterious as poetic always. yeah poetic and seri- and mysterious as a serial killer as always yeah yeah know? even though that we'll probably never figure out who the actual zodiac killer is because it's been 50 plus years since all those a- a- events happened yeah so, yeah yeah unless very good and new evidence comes out of nowhere i know right yeah. like he calls again he's like <laughs> he here's <laughs> the new message boys <laughs> yeah oh man but that was something a little weird, yeah. uh, something a little less weird, and a little more angry. I'm, I'm it's, angry. It's fucked you up. Know? Uh, Disney has officially blocked uh, Johnny Depp's Pirate of the Caribbean return. Yeah. And that just fucking blows. It like, does. Can I say it again? Amber Heard is a fucking cunt. Yeah. She, she's been using her, uh, I wouldn't say power, but just like uh, the people who just like are following what she says and whatnot uh the the mob mentality not mob mentality i don't know exactly what it is <laughs> the herd mentality of it is where they'll just follow someone because of their ideals or yeah they're whatnot. like well well warner brothers they, they they did this so uh you know yeah plus uh she's a woman so she's uh never guilty of, of physical abuse or anything like that or right and, and you guys who couldn't see that uh he he did air quotations yeah like because it, because uh, you saying that i like, know straight up in there bad. yeah, yeah <laughs> it sounded really bad i was like i'm trying to cover your ass here no, bro. Good, good, good. yeah 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 um uh, but yeah, we talked about this. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's the saga that won't stop coming. Yeah, Amber Heard uh, back in uh, I don't remember. It was early this year or something. The this long year that has lasted a whole decade. Yeah, they uh, Johnny Depp went to court over the UK because of uh, they said something about him being a wife beater and all that. And yeah, the son. Yeah, and the they son, got away with it. They got away with it, and he was. Uh, taken off he uh 
from uh, Fantastic Beast 3 as Grindelwald, and he was replaced with Mad- Mads McKillen. Amber Roll is looking for a bigger role in Aquaman 2, and Warner Bros. is in deep water because of the Johnny Up thing, because there's so much evidence, uh, substantial evidence even, that <laughs> shows he's been abused, he's been beaten, he's uh, had his finger sliced off. He's been cheated on. He's been cheated on. Like, it's just a lot of stuff, and they didn't even take that in. They, the, they lit- the judge literally said that evidence does not apply to this uh, this court ruling and it, it's fucked up and then um, now we're getting into this where they are taking him off of, of Pirates of the Caribbean inevitably yeah. which I mean I think it was bound to happen but there wasn't really no information or confirmation that he wasn't going to be in Pirates of Caribbean of the Caribbean 6 a lot of people speculated that he wouldn't be um, some people speculated okay this might be if this is might be the last one i don't know if it is the last one but like they're just i know like how are they just gonna take out their literal most iconic character well there's people that say that he's overplayed and he's like it's just a role that should have just faded out at the end of uh, uh pirates of the caribbean of uh, pirates 3 um because it's, it's just that comedic slash uh weird uh bardy yeah, drunkard exactly exactly <laughs> and, it's, and people just feel like it's overdone but i feel like he's really like a heart like a big part of the uh, pirates of the caribbean uh lore not lore but universe a- as a whole yeah yeah i could see that um I wasn't going to watch this anyway because I haven't watched anything. Is there four movies or There's five? There's five movies. I See, watched... I haven't watched anything past the third one. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Stranger Tides was meh, and the fifth one was okay. I thought it, the, the the casting was great for the fifth one. but What it, was that one called? Uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, I, I did not watch that one. Yeah. I don't even think no, I watched no, it. I'm... And if I did, like... I only watched like 20 minutes of it. I would it. say it was okay story-wise. It's another one of those things. Stranger Tides sounds familiar, though. Stranger Tides is when they went to go find the Fountain of Youth. And and a bunch of shit happened. Like, it, it felt like... It felt like a... a, 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 a There's five of these movies. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, Me and Katie are doing, are doing a... a, a, a um, marathon of them. We just finished the first one. I forgot how good the first one is. I like the first one. Uh. <laughs> so the curse of the black pearl was the first one from yep. like 2003 saw that one definitely dead man's chest i saw that one definitely uh-huh. and at world's end yeah which is i definitely saw that one and then there's stranger tides which has uh, i can't remember who plays blackbeard but it has um ian mcshane yeah that's right uh he plays Blackbeard. And then there's Dead Man Tells No Tale, which has Javier Bardem as, uh, I think, Cortez. Um, but he's like the a dead man. Uh, or, oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this movie is a little... I've seen this one. Yeah, no, so I've watched four of them. Yeah, you just haven't seen the fifth one. I don't think a lot of people saw the fifth one because there was just overdone. It came out in 2017. Uh-huh, it did. I saw it in theaters, and it was okay. But I would not say it was great. Um, it got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fourth one got a 33%. That one's worse, in my opinion. <laughs> it's going down 10%. It's always been going down. Uh, 44% for the third. What the fuck? 53% for the second? It's always been going down. 79% for the first one. Yeah. Fluke der Kervipik. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the german translation i don't know like that's fucking interesting 
But, uh, yeah, they're taking Depp out of uh, pretty much everything. What the fuck? I typed it in on soft, too. What? Are you good? Alle Flug der Karibik. Why is it all in a different language? I don't know. <laughs> Am much confused. All right. All right, moving on. Fuck this. Okay, so yeah. I found something... Uh, <laughs> Another thing that happened in the Hollywood industry is that uh, another actor had a meltdown. Back, like, uh, in 2009 or something, when Terminator 4 came out, uh, there was a video that came out of Christian Bale yelling at someone because they weren't doing their fucking job, and it was, it was brutal. I think it was a Grips dude, and he had, like, the boom. You know what I mean? So he, uh, he like, got the boom in the shot. Yeah. And literally, I think, like, Christian Bale, like, flew off the fucking handle. He he really, really, like, blew up really bad. So there was another actor that had the same thing coming. <laughs> but, not, but not about the boom mic. No, no, This no. time, it's about the masks. Yeah, so Tom Cruise tears into uh, Mission Impossible 7 crew for not following COVID-19 safety protocols. Now, this, I feel like, is mandated. Or, well, not mandated, but more like it has a... This isn't quite as mean, no. as, mean spirited as uh, Christian Bale's meltdown because this um, was about caring for people. Yeah. And, and, and all essential. He shouldn't have been yelling. He could have done this in like a normal tone of voice. You know what I mean? But he's passionate about wearing masks. Yeah. And. He wants everyone to be safe. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise expressed his fr- frustration with the crew members of the set of Mission Impossible 7 after he saw them breaking COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, literally, there's a there's an audio clip of this, and it's like two minutes long. Um, yeah, we just listened to it like right before this, and it's it a lot was of anger. A lot of built up anger. He had some short man syndrome going on there. Or <laughs> I don't know. That dude's like five feet tall. Yeah. Uh, if I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. Uh, like, that's some of the words he said. Uh, this is another thing he said. We are the gold standard. They're back in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio that at night, ensuring insurance companies produce it and they're, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. And I feel like it's just his, he's just getting really, really heated up about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, most definitely. He got a little too heated. I understand where he's coming from, uh, but he should have just been quiet. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. didn't. But hey, side note: Fallout, Fallout. What the fuck? <sighs> you good over there? Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Like, uh, like I almost said Fallout Six. <laughs> That's what I almost <laughs> said. Like I was like Fallout Six. No, no, no. no, uh, no. Mission Impossible Six Fallout. Uh, was a really good movie, yeah. and I'm really excited that if they go in the same direction that they did with the last movie, that this one is going to be equally as great. Yeah, because like that one was better than four and five combined. Like six definitely was. I haven't caught up with them. Oh, you haven't watched Fallout? No. Oh God, I love that one. So good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just him going off saying they don't want to shut down the movie and stuff like that because this is just going to cost jobs that people are working for as well as just money that has been put into the project and stuff like that. So it's just something that happened uh, with another actor. Um, and then we have another thing with another actor that happened. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 97%. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like, it, it was a really good fucking movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but like I said, another actor uh, had an incident in Hollywood. Uh, Henry Cavill, of all people. Yeah. Uh, my, my boy, he uh, he done fell and injured his leg. Yeah, on and his leg is uh, it's just like a little minor leg injury, you know what I mean? But uh, he's gonna be out for a short while. Like the reason why he can't like work is he he can carry his own body weight, but he has to walk around in heavy armor, which would further exacerbate his leg injury. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, than keeping it up and relaxing on it and just using only your own weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To walk around on it. But by the way, this happened on the set of Witcher season two. Yes, yes, The Witcher season two. My bad. So <laughs> that yeah. So again, you were saying he was wearing the heavy armor that yeah like the he Witcher had usually the, the yeah the heavy armor that he walks yeah. around in. So uh, he he won't be able to do that for a minute. Uh, the production is continuing though, so they're literally doing every scene uh, without him, like that they possibly can get done. You know what I mean? Like it it just he just has to go back and do it. Yeah. Like he can do sitting down roles right now you know what i mean it's like, just it's major just uh major, major action physical physical uh yeah stuff stuff that his uh his double can't do for him yeah um so. but yeah that's just something that happened uh in lighter news though uh something unexpected happened with a community that i am partially a part of or getting back into the fallout community so fallout fans actually organized a charity drive for children's hospital over the past few days. Uh, in March, a Fallout 76 community rallied a longtime role player and community pillar, uh, CJ Martin, who posts videos online about Fallout 76 and stuff. He lost his house in a house fire and whatnot. And then they had a fundraiser for him, and he got the money back and all that stuff. Uh, it was very successful. Um, and they, uh, the members of the Fallout 76 community have created a much larger effort, this time to benefit St. Jude's. A streaming service event called Fallout for Hope will run from December 14th, so it's already started, to December 20th. Um, with you guys n- got four more days to hop in on that charity. Yeah, yeah, with a number of Fallout streamers and content creators, both from 76 and other Fallout games, there'll be over 150 contri- contri- <sighs> contributors uh, to Fallout for Hope, including... You all right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Words are hard. Just Fallout 6. <laughs> <laughs> A buggy mess. Right. <laughs> um, including Bethesda employees like Bethesda Vice President Pete Hines. Um, and then there's this uh, link. In the link that I have, we'll put on the Spinning Links Discord, it brings you to a Twitter thing about this and all that stuff. Uh, the initiative has already raised more than thir- $3,000 despite not starting for another four days. Well, this is before when it came out. Uh, before it, before it even started, yeah, four days before it started, they raised three grand yeah, already, which is which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't even stream yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, players will be streaming regular gameplay and PvP events, but also in-game karaoke and treasure hunts, live cooking recipes from Fallout franchise, and mixology streams. So sweet, yeah, it's just it's just big. It's good to see a community like this because me yeah. playing Fallout seventy six. And I know the game has a lot of flack and stuff for it just being like a regular Fallout game and having these bugs and issues. But it's gotten a lot better over the two years. Um, and me being a part of it is probably one of the nicest uh, communities that I've been a part of. 
because there's PvP in the online MMO part of it, the adventure mode, and then they also have their battle royale, but in adventure mode, no one really picks fights unless you decide to pick a fight with someone. Right. Mainly it's just help each other out with events and stuff, trade, uh, you basically can make friends, but you uh, usually it seems like everybody who has anger in the game will take it out in battle royale mode. So it's just good to see a community do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another cool thing that is happening is, uh, the Mandalorian is getting a, uh, cool new, uh, toy for Chris, uh, for, uh, just coming out. Uh, and if you have children or whatnot, or just want it in general, uh, put it on your Christmas list because it's for a- next year. Cause it comes out fall of 2021. Yeah. I did not see that, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Mandalorian rifle is getting a nerf treatment. Um, and it looks pretty dope. I, I think it looks cool. Uh, the Mandalorian's massive rifle is joining the Nerf arsenal and is up to pre-order now, measuring a massive, uh, 50.25 uh, uh, inches. This is going to be the centerpiece of a many collections. Um, and it's just... Yeah, that's like four and a half feet. Yeah, it's it's a retail because of all the detail and stuff on this. This thing is going for $120, which is a lot. That is a lot of money, but it's like a collector's item. Yeah. I, I guarantee you they're not going to sell many of these. I don't think you've seen it yet, have you? Uh-uh. Yeah. I didn't click on it yet. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm like, it looks... That re- looks like a cattle prod on an old gun. <laughs> well, because in the actual show, I don't think you've seen season two yet. No, but I've seen the majority of it. In- I'm on episode six. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. You caught up? Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. I just need to watch last week's episode because episode eight's the last one, yep. you know, but... I'm like one episode behind. Yeah. Well, episode eight, I think, comes out tonight or tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. But it looks like the gun. Uh, it has, like, the cattle prod front, and it has the rifle, the scope, and all that. And I know. It just looks different because it's not, like, Beskar. <laughs> no, it's not Beskar. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's bright it's like white, and it has an a orange. orange. Like, a, like a traditional nerf. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and then just this thing goes into detail about what it does and all that stuff. It requires batteries. Um, which are going to be, of course, not included. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... Batteries uh, not included. Yeah, it's just, it looks cool. I think it was a, a cool thing just to add into the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's dope. New toy update. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> moving on, man. Uh, Batman. <laughs> He's dropping F-bombs. So, Cyborg, man. Yeah. Zack Snyder said we are getting a definite hard R rating. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's got excessive violence. Like, Steppenwolf's going to be cutting off heads. Limbs going to be flying everywhere. It's going to be blood. It's going to be fucking amazing. Like, like, and he's going to say it's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 Like, everybody's dropping F-bombs. But uh, Batman, like, dropped an F-bomb and everybody got all excited. It's in the Justice League Zack Snyder cut that this is all happening. Yes, yes. Coming next year. Yeah, it's it's coming in three, in four parts. Uh, each an hour long, and then at the end they're gonna put a four-hour movie together. Um, I'm probably just gonna wait until the four-hour movie comes together and then watch it all. I mean, I'll watch it in four parts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Why I'll, not? I'll figure. Are it they out. releasing it weekly, <sighs> or is I, it all together? I'm they not, just released it in four. Parts. I do. They're releasing it in four parts, each an hour long, and because I don't mind watching it in four parts because like uh, Netflix separated the Hateful Eight. That Except is true. it was that like is... the extended version. Yeah. So each version, like each episode, like there was like three or four parts, like was like 
an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like get something like that. So um, I might let's uh, yeah. If they do it right, if they cut it off at good points in the movie, um, for like endings of those parts, then I'll be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I but we'll see for next year. Yeah, I'm really excited to oh, rewatch yeah, a movie too. that I haven't seen. Well, you watch you watched <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, I said to rewatch a movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> I know exactly what I said. Okay. Like that—that's just like. Oh, you watched Justice League like what? A few weeks or a month ago or so. Okay, so like halfway through the Justice League, I realized that I had seen like part of the Justice League, but never really? finished it. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So like, I had watched like half of the Justice League, and then like I I got irritated because it kept like switching. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, Ugh, and like I stopped watching it. But uh, I watched it again, and I went, Ugh, but I sat there and watched all of it. It has and... inconsistencies <laughs> everywhere. It, yeah, it, it it just it feels like like a... the tone is off. Really like, choppy mess because it feels like a lot of scenes were just cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. But a uh, hard R rating. That's hard pretty dope. R That's pretty dope. Rating. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We have never. We haven't had a D a live action DC horror R rating yet for a movie at least. Um, we've had the TVMA rating for the Teen Titans show, as well as the Doom Patrol show. Um, so yeah, that should that'll be exciting to see. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely, man. But uh, moving on from that, we got another fucking mind-blowing piece of information here for all of my fucking anime peeps, man. Yeah. Uh, Sony's Funimation acquired uh, Crunchyroll. For a lot of money. Yeah, which I think is AT&T. But uh, for $1.175 billion. And uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, one of... Between one and three weeks ago, we talked about how the anime industry has grown 15% in, like, the last, uh... uh, Year or two. Yeah, like, two years. One one and a half years. It might have been five years. I don't remember exactly. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's grown at least 15%. Yeah. And, uh... This this just goes to show, you know, Sony picked up Crunchyroll. Uh, Crunchyroll is typically known as, like, the subbed over the dubbed, you know what I mean? Like, Crunchyroll sometimes gets shows first because they uh, they have rights to the Japanese. It's it's a, basically a streaming service that brings the subbed versions or the new content of anime. It doesn't to, have simul dub. Yeah, it no. Has, it, like, it, it just brings that content to consumers of who of U.S., Canada, uh, different countries, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, same thing as Funimation, except Funimation really specifies in, like, dubbed anime. Although they do have a few subbed anime, and I know that they do. It's dubbed anime made by their production company. And some that they have, like, actual contracts with, but not a lot. Yeah, not a lot of those, but... uh... Yeah, they bought them up, man. Yep. Uh, and that happened on Wednesday. Uh, like, there were, there, people have been talking about this for a minute because of how much better Funimation was doing than Crunchyroll. But Crunchyroll's a formidable foe, you know it what is. I mean? Like, they, they were doing really well. And I don't know what's necessarily going to happen because I subscribe to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're going like, to do that same thing that they did before where... Fusion, uh, huh? Well, no, Verve... Verve <laughs> VRV or Verve had Crunchyroll stuff, and it also had Funimation stuff. Then Funimation got off of Verve. Crunchyroll owns Verve. Yeah. So so like, uh, but Verve also has like Rooster Teeth, Mondo. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Fred uh, Cartoon, not Cartoon Network. It's a uh, a off 
offshoot cartoon it's an offshoot of the Cartoon Network Studios um but they make more adult stuff is what I I'm thinking. Like Deep Space 69. Deep Space 69 Bravest Warriors which was made by Adventure Time. There's uh, Bee and Puppy Cat. I know there's a few more stuff but I can't remember all of them because I don't have Verve anymore. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I don't know. They might do a merger, uh, putting Crunchyroll and Funimation stuff on one platform. I'm just not excited about whichever one of my bills is about to go up. Because I subscribe to the premium version of Crunchyroll, which means that I get like free shit and shit from the store. Yeah. Like the percentage is off, that cool shit. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, I I do buy quite a few figures, like probably about I've seen. <laughs> between three and four a year you know what i mean but like decent sized ones so they're a little costlier i don't i i only have one anime based uh figure and that's a gundam uh that i have yeah and i have a gundam sitting in front of me that i still haven't put together yeah you're a uh, evangelion gundam yeah, yeah it's gonna take time yeah they always take time because it's so many small parts together i'm just scared because i have cats yeah, I would be care- I would probably do that somewhere where the cats can't really get That's to it. That's what I'm saying, like which wouldn't be the only big table that I have right now. So, like maybe whenever we finish the basement, I'll be able to actually have somewhere where I could keep work where the cats won't knock it over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd so, probably be a good idea. Um because yeah. I can definitely see two or three of like the cats that I'm thinking of right now. Uh Saki, Haku, and Ro. Those are You Ro- think Ro? Eh. I don't we had, know. We had to chase Saki earlier because we thought that she had insulation in her mouth. Like, well, you know, we've been doing all these home projects. Like, so it wasn't completely infeasible. But we chased her down and she was like running away from us and like screaming at us while we were like cornering her, trying to get it out of her mouth. You know how she fucking screams. Blue does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we picked it up. You know what it was? What? A mat of Kalani's fur. Oh. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> Where did this come from? Oh, like it, it looked like a mat that had just been cut off of his fur. Like, so I'm guessing it's just a piece that loose hair that just came out. Yeah, like but like a chunk. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, my uh, poor Kalani just, boy. Just too too rigorous or uh, vicious of licking. Vicious licks. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. but on to something a lot more exciting. So Marvel made a big (laughs) announcement. This is is the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, all right? Um, Oh, God, I scrolled. The Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. They really just did it on us, you know what I mean? Like, they gave us some nice slots, windows, uh, timetables, like, uh, and names. It's not the MCU anymore, it's the MCM. Yeah, yeah, the I'm Marvel sure Cinematic already, Multiverse. I'm pretty sure that's already an acronym. It's not a universe. It's the multiverse, guys. But yeah. uh, I'm going to give you guys like just a like quick rundown update of uh, all the most recent updates of like dates and times and names of uh, 25, 25 Marvel movie and TV shows. So MCM is a uh, worldwide uh, MCM worldwide is a luxury lug, a leather luxury goods brand founded in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to be a much more exciting stealing your name MCM. Yeah. Grand. So MCM Grand. <laughs> uh, tell us what are the uh, things coming out with? All right. So we're going to start first. One I'm also very excited about. Yeah. January 15, 2021. WandaVision. 
that's going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, lots, of, lots of teasers for that. And I, I see where they're going with it. It, it looks very, very mind-bending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very colorful. Uh-huh, too. very colorful. Like, they, they've been doing so well. Uh, Disney has. And Marvel Studios, you know, because they're like one big thing now. They're they're so, they're trying to make sure and take care of this property because they know it's fan loved. Right, right. Which they I'd are, only expect them to. You which know? they they've already done. They've already done their dealings with Lucasfilm and Star Wars and kind of having having their issues with the movies and all that. But they've done good with the shows and they and we'll talk more about Lucasfilm. But we're talking about Marvel right now. So. All right. Yeah, uh, so moving on, March 19, 2021, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I'm very excited about that one as well. Yep. You know, there's not anything on this list that I'm not excited to see. So we'll just state that blanket statement right here. Yes. Uh, May 2021, Loki. So that's also exciting because before the show has even premiered yet, they already signed it on for like another two seasons. Good. Like, <laughs> like same thing with The Witcher, you know? Yep. Before The Witcher even premiered, uh, they straight up just... We're four like, seasons. Yeah, come on, more seasons, yeah. you know. More seasons, four seasons. Uh, May 7th, 2021, Black Widow. Black Widow was supposed to come out la- th- this May. Much disappoint. Yes, but then coronavirus happened. And coronavirus! It lo- I'm going to say Black Widow. I wish Wid- I had a soundboard so bad right now. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, we need to get a soundboard. Um, but Black Widow was supposed to come out this May 2020, and then coronavirus hit, and then yeah. all bullshit. It got pushed off to like November, and then it got pushed off again. Yeah. Um, so disappointment. Uh, Black Widow is going to be like one of those very like uh, hyped movies because it's all about the first female Avenger that was in the MCU. Right. And she never got a movie until this. Until, until, uh... Rip. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> But that's not even a spoiler it's alert. Been, that's, it's, been, it's been years. It has been years. It's been two years. Like, actually. Yeah. If you don't know that this bitch is dead, you are sleeping under a rock and yeah. you don't know so shit about Marvel. So this is set before, like, before her death in uh, Endgame, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was set afterwards. <laughs> you just watch her rot. <laughs> I'm horrified, Zach. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. It's just an hour of her decaying. Yeah. So, uh, just moving on. Uh, Summer 2021. It says, what if? I know about what if. So, what if is taking a look at the different universes of the Marvel universes. So, I think one of them they're going to start off with is the zombie universe, where it's all Marvel. So, it's like a short TV show. It's all animated, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, the first thing they're doing is, what if uh, uh, all the characters you know are zombies? So, <laughs> yeah. oh god, yeah. So, and then yeah. there's another one. I'm pretty sure they're gonna do like there's what? like different. Uh, uh, or wait, so are they what doing ones that have already been made into comic books? They're doing some or, that are made into comic books, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna because there's so many different versions yeah, of different. They're gonna do some originals. I mean? I'm pretty sure they're doing one where what if Aunt May was bitten by the spider <laughs> instead of Peter <laughs> Parker, and that's a real comic, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Like that's exciting. Yeah. So, but uh, July 9th, 2021, Shang Chi and mm. the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Chi's got me excited. We're going to talk about Shang Chi uh, later in this um, because there's some information about it. Actually, we could probably talk about it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's just talk about it now, like while while we're going down. Well, so the synopsis for Shang Chi has been released, 
Um, and that's really exciting because not a lot of people know about Shang-Chi. You did some information I did a night. few hours worth of research about Shang-Chi, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> I know what the fuck is up, people. This entire movie is going to be a big redemption arc for a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's pretty gonna, much. He's going to be the first Asian uh superhero added into the mcu yeah um so like just a side note so that you guys know if you're gonna go read these comics um they're very racist oh yeah no like I know just they are. just straight up like right now like i i've wa- i've read so many things about it and it's they even painted him yellow in the in the comic books like actually and um like if you can get past the you know blanket racism of the late 60s early 70s um then you'll you'll be right on top you know what i mean so uh, essentially like shang chi uh his dad is fu manchu and fu manchu like they they uh did a couple of spinoff you know comics about him but eventually they lost the rights to him and uh which i think is where they're going with this because I don't know if they have Fu Manchu's rights again, that they make the Mandarin uh, actually Shang-Chi's dad. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the Mandarin is... uh, A a powerful sorcerer. Yeah, he's a powerful sorcerer who... uh, Has been living for years. He's basically immortal in a sense. So he's originally an enemy of Iron Man, is what he is. Yeah. But what happened with that is in Iron Man 3, they kind of did the Mandarin. Air quote, Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man 3. Did you watch the clip? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is Ben Kingsley doing? Ben Kingsley was the, the supposed Mandarin, but he's actually an actor in Iron Man 3 and all that. Yeah. So it was a big letdown for some fans, especially me, because well, I Especially wanted... because the Mandarin is Mandarin. Yeah. And <laughs> they... I, I'm a, I know why they did it, because it's so out there. It's an obscure enemy with sorcery and stuff like that. And Doctor yeah, yeah. Strange... They, wanted to, they wanted to refer to him back then, like, because... I don't think by Iron Man 3 that they really knew. They didn't have Doctor Strange out yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, they didn't know how far it was going to go because Iron Man was the beginning of... uh, Of MCU. The MCU, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they weren't... I don't don't think they really knew what they were doing. I think that was an oversight. Like, just scrub the two minutes of the... (laughs) The two and a half minute scene from Iron Man 3 from your mind. Yeah. Because it didn't happen. But, uh... (laughs) So, the real Mandarin's going to be in this and the Ten Rings that give him power and all that. Yes, exactly. It's going to be cool. So the synopsis that it has right here is opening summer 2021, uh, Simu Lee, Lee, I cannot say these names, and I'm sorry that I'm sounding awful. Simu Liu uh, stars as Shang-Chi in Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi must confront the past he thought he left behind when he is drawn into a web of mysterious Ten Rings organization. Uh, The Ten Ring organization is... Uh, basically a cult-like organization that does shadow government stuff. Uh, it, it surrounds the Ten Rings. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, a physical Ten Rings that exists from this alien dragon race that, like, uh, crashed and was, like, found by the Mandarin. The Mandarin's this guy who uh, essentially got kicked out of his village for tax evasion and became a superhero. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not kidding. No, like, they kicked him out of his home. Yeah. Like, I, w- I was reading about it, and I was just like, what the actual fuck? They're going to change like, that up. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna they're gonna change it to suit their needs. But Unless like, if you guys wanted to know a little bit more about Shang Chi's powers, like he doesn't have powers, but he has powers. If you understand what I it's mean, it's physical he, powers. It's physical powers. Like he is, uh, quote unquote, uh, the best fighter in the MCU. Um, He's very he, combat. He proficient. he took on uh, the god Ares. Yeah. by hand. And Ares, like, what did Ares say? Ares acknowledged acknowledged him as one of the few mortals who can hold their own against a god without the use of magic. Um, Much of his physical abilities seem to stem from the mastery of chi, uh, which often allows him to surpass physical limitations of normal athletes. (laughs) So (laughs) he went even further beyond. (laughs) Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know what Chi is, you uh, you need to watch more, it, uh, you know, it's an kung en- fu movies. If you don't want to watch anything and learn about it, it's basically brief summary. Uh, energy that flows through all beings, and you can you're able to. It's like the it. force. Yeah, uh, essentially, it's like wielding the force. That's literally what it is. It gives you superhuman abilities if you're able to control it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during due to his martial arts prowess, Shang Chi's highly was a highly sought out teacher by many in the MCU, and he is trained in hand to hand combat uh, with Captain America, Spider Man, and Wolverine. Nice. He actually taught each one of them kung fu. Yeah. So, um, like I said, he's just very combat proficient. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he was very in tune with the chi emitted by all living beings to the point where he was able to detect uh, Jean Grey, <laughs> like, who was psionically masked. Damn. And he detected her. Like, if, if that's not just crazy enough, you know what I mean? Like, that that that, it's, that right there. It, it, in the movie, I guarantee you they're going to have a build-up to his powers of, like, all superhero redemp- uh, arcs. Or uh, story arcs that start uh, the origins of a superhero. So I don't know if they're gonna what version that they're using of him. You know what I mean? Because with the with the MCM, it's really just so wide. There's there's even one where he gets bit by the same spider that bit Spider Man, got the powers, and then like in order to but turned into a giant spider, like and then oh, like yeah. had to uh, yeah, and then I think Iron Fist, I think Iron Fist like uh, Iron Fist is another character that has kind of similar. He defeated a yeah, dragon yeah. and it gave him like the ultimate ability of punching. <laughs> That's the best way. I can pretty explain much, it. pretty much. Um, but there's also one that I really enjoyed is that Shang Chi like has the ability to clone Jutsu his body oh, essentially. Nice. nice. Like so, there's gonna be like six of him standing there, and you don't know which one's actually I him. Hope that's a, so. That's in the movie. That that's what dope. I'm saying. That would be a really dope thing that they could do with Shang Chi. Yeah. Uh, like to feature some of his powers. Now, uh, like when it comes to the Ten Rings, if you guys want to know more about the Ten Rings, I have some information about the Ten Rings. Um. Each one of the Ten Rings has a different power, and you're gonna you're gonna realize once you watch this movie how they have already placed the rings, and you've been in contact with the rings and did not know while you've been watching these last few movies. Yeah, like they've been putting spoilers like for a long fucking time leading up to this well, and like the whole scrolls thing. It's the same thing with the Infinity Stones. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but it's exciting to see it unfold and then understand what you're actually watching yeah. because you think that you may be watching one thing when you're actually watching something else. So one of the rings is called the Remaker. It shatters and reimagines relationships on a subatomic level. Um inf- the next ring is called the Influence. Uh creates various forces that cause a body to undergo change. Uh, the next one is called Daimonic. 
It is the irresistible urge that propels into the unknown. The compulsive creates loyalty and creates obsession. Hmm. Uh, incandescence uh, contains a miniature heart of a star and scorches the air before it. Okay. Uh, that he has a lightning ring, uh, creates a directable electrical atmosphere discharge. Um, the liar ring, uh, creates a world upon, uh, world upon world of illusionary fable, uh, as impossible to escape as a tangible dream, but vexes the wear as well. Okay. Like, so if they use this ring, they get caught in it as well. I feel like they're going to make some rings, like original rings, like maybe one or two. Or three original rings. Well, there's going to be ten rings. Like, and it's on Marvel.com if you want to check it out. Well, yeah. Like, but they have all the descriptions of all the rings. But y- you get what I mean. Like, they, they do change things for continuity and whatnot and stuff like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see them changing the rings, though. There's no sense. They can fit them in anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Zero Ring opens a beam of nothingness from the icy heart of outer space and creates a deafening boom as the vacuum is filled. Okay. Uh, there's a Nightbringer ring and creates a malleable darkness or a dark light. Uh, the Spectral ring uh, winds up and warps the air itself, can appear ghostly, and could not appear at all. And then the last one is the Spin ring, and that decelerates time around the wearer, appears as super speed to the watcher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I so, said, this is going to be a very powerful enemy, and uh, I if, if he's... If it could be this where they're going to, like, not have him die, uh, in the sense, at the end of uh, this movie. The Mandarin or... The Shang- Mandarin. Uh, yeah, I was like... Not was- Shang-Chi. No, of course not. They're going to keep him. Like Yeah, he, yeah, because, like, he can do future team-ups with, like, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, you if know. If they bring him in. Just, if, I, if they bring him I in. I hope they do, because those well, are... Well, they're giving him his own movie, so I hope they're fucking bringing him in. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, going on a fucking I'm rant talk- about Shang-Chi. I'm yeah, talking about the Daredevil, Daredevil uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, the Netflix adaptation. <laughs> the, the NMCU? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, moving back into the list, we went on a big tangent. Yeah, yeah, we went on a tangent. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, late 2021, Miss Marvel. Late 2021, Hawkeye. November 5th, 2021, Eternals. Yeah. Yes, many people have been very so excited about Eternals. So, before we go Eternals. into 2021, I had another one that we were going to talk about after we went into the list, but I fi- figured out it went, it was coming out and je- on January 28th of 2021. It's yeah. called Marvel's Legends. Um, this isn't on the list. Gotcha. Because it comes before WandaVision. Gotcha. Um, it is about showcasing individual characters, and this is going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's, it's an ongoing series where they're just going to showcase characters of the MCM, MCU, um, individually going back into their deep stories and stuff like that, like a deep dive, pretty much. And it's going to start off with Vision and Wanda, who were both before, uh, which this will come out before WandaVision. So, as like a like a documentary almost. Yeah, kind of like just so going over their powers, their background, and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure you're going to do this for like each thing. Where like, okay, so the next thing is Loki. Let's go back into Loki's story. Let's go into Winter Soldier's. Uh, Hawkeye, uh, Falcon, right? Miss um, Marvel, like all that stuff. So that was just something I found and I wanted to talk about before we went into... That's exciting, uh, though. Yeah, into 2022. Um, uh, just so you guys know, if you ever want to go into like your own deep dive for uh, comics, on, on YouTube, I recommend uh, Variant Comics. 
uh, JLS Comics and CBR. If you guys are really interested in in the stuff, uh, like I said, JLS Comics, Variant Comics, and uh, uh, CBR. Yeah, and they all have different individual videos that you can uh, use to explain comics to you, and it you could sit there for an hour and a half, like I did, learning about Shang Chi and. Uh, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror is going to be a fun one, but we'll talk about him. We'll talk about him whenever I get to Ant-Man on the list, but anyway, you know, moving on. Uh, Likely 2022. Likely 2022, yeah. She-Hulk, likely 2022, Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac's playing Moon Knight. We've already talked about that. I don't know if he actually is. I don't think that they confirmed that. I actually saw something that was uh, against that. Oh, I don't like, want it to be against that. I, I know, I want it to be for it, but I don't know if they've cast him as that yet. That I don't think that they have. Okay. Well, let's move on to... Uh, this one's got me excited. I'm, I'm excited yeah, for this Doctor sequel. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This will bring in the multiverse as a whole. I'm pretty sure this is the start of like the opening the multiverse to this big... Air, big uh, area of new dimensions and stuff like that and new characters or like characters that are similar to the ones of the mcu yeah have like just slight differences to them yeah kind of like what they're doing with spider-man 3 which comes uh we'll talk about uh more about that soon but we have more stuff to announce as well yeah 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 uh what comes after that may 6 2022 one of my personal favorites thor love and thunder pretty much avengers 5 (laughs) yeah yeah avengers 5 uh, uh, July 8, 2022, Black Panther 2, R.I.P. Chadwick. Um, October 7, 2022, Untitled Marvel Film. Hmm. I know, right? They have a few of those in yeah. here. Yeah. Um, which is exciting and scary at the same time, you know? I wonder what they're going to do. Maybe a Maybe no- that's where they put Spider-Man 3? Maybe finally a Hulk movie solo again? I don't know. Honestly, I don't no, think, think that. No, I think that they'll put Spider-Man 3 there, honestly. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, so it doesn't look like Spider-Man 3 is on this list. Spider-Man but... 3 isn't on this list okay. because it's it's filming now, which means that it'll be ready, you know, 2022. Well, then let's talk about a little bit of Spider-Man 3 while we have this. That, that's this why break. I was hitting that earlier. Yeah, yeah I so like... I found this report the, about uh, apparently there's rumors that uh, Spider-Man 3 is going to be bringing back two other enemies or villains from the Sam Raimi uh, universe, such as Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman from Spider-Man 3, which I enjoyed Sandman from Spider-Man 3. I enjoyed him as a <laughs> I character. I didn't enjoy Peter Parker as a character in Spider-Man 3. Well, no, he was a I piece of shit. Enjoy... He was an egotistical piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't a good one for me. Besides the point, you know, I'm just as excited to see Willem Dafoe's tight ass and those nice green goblin outfits. <laughs> Don't say you watch Spider-Man for the plot. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, this is a news comes from a uh, news article called the Illuminati, who says it seems that they were on to something as Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church are both attached to return to the project as well. According to our source, their deals are still being finalized, but they are indeed possibly part of the Spider Three Master Plan. Yep. Yep. So we are just getting this big cast of multiverse 
Spider-Man going on. Yeah, yeah, because over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking to you about how they verified Andrew Garfield, Kristen Dunst, and Emma Stone, and possibly, uh, possibly Tobey Toby Maguire, but and, nobody's saying anything about Tobey And Doc Ock. And yes, Doc and Doc Ock as well. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. So Spider-Man now we've too. got Willem Dafoe and uh, Thomas Church, so... Yeah. Which is going to be great. I'm I'm I, I'm excited for this so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But so I'm I'm just taking a poke in the dark here that October 7, twenty twenty two is going to be Spider Man three, which would be dope. Yeah, but I don't think they want to release the name of it yet <laughs> no. because they don't want us to know about it being like the multi universe stuff. You know, what they I mean? don't. Multiverse. I know what they're going to do. They're not going to announce Tobey Maguire is coming back until the movie comes out. <laughs> I know, I know, and I saw that meme earlier, like with the three Spider Mans that are like pointing at oh, each that's other. A, that, that's kind. Of, that's a meme basing uh, off of the a, the uh, end of Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, the end of uh, Into the Spider Verse, where like at the very end they had this thing where uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, um, Spider Man from the original nineteen sixties, and I can't remember the other one, but they're all pointing at each yeah, other. Yeah, they were all pointing at each other. But it, it said, like, if if this doesn't happen in Spider-Man 3, why are we even watching it? And I just really hope that it's that a, goes It's down. a picture of uh, the Spider-Man from Sam Raimi, the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield version, and Tom Holland's version. All yeah, all pointing at each other. It was so good. Yeah. But uh, um, moving on to the next one, November 11th, 2022, Captain Marvel 2. Hopefully they get done with that SJW bullshit. Probably not. With Green yeah, we'll Larson, see. besides the point, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. Uh, late 2022, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. That comes out on Disney+. Plus. I think it's only going to be like 30 minutes to 45 minutes long. Um, and it is also directed by James Gunn, of course. Yeah. Um, as usual, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for these next four, uh, they're likely 2022 to 2023 because they don't have exact dates yet, but Secret Invasion. That is all about, uh, the scrolls as a whole. The scrolls are... The uh, shape-shifting aliens that you saw in Captain Marvel. Yes, and they are a big enemy in the actual universe of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Like how big of an enemy that Mystique was in X-Men whenever she turned into the president of the United. United oh States, God. and you're like, what the fuck? But yes, yes, in the exact same uh, manner that that happens, they're going to cause some trouble on a global scale. Yes, and it's going to be pretty much an Avengers movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it, <laughs> like it, it, it's probably going to be an Avengers movie. Uh, it it, se- it feels like what is going on with that one. Uh, apparently, the main character is going to, or the main uh, antagonist or protagonist is going to be Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So Ironheart is on there, too. Ironheart is the... uh, In the comics, there is a a girl, a a black uh, female lead who takes... They already already casted her as well. She takes the role of Iron Man, essentially... Um, not really like filling, uh, his, she's, she's a genius as well. She, and she inherits or, uh, like wins the, the right to have his lab or something like that. And she's a young girl and she, uh, gets herself into some trouble the same way Tom Holland did whenever he got the super spider suit, you know? Oh yeah. But, uh, the spider suit. Yeah. It's, it's just like, um. This small uh, a series that will be on Disney Plus as well, uh, basically highlighting her uh, 
becoming this character that represents as the predecessor of Iron Man. Right. And then... And uh, then Armor Wars. Armor Wars is another thing, uh, which is all about War Machine, or Don Cheadle, as War Machine and stuff Don like that. Don Cheadle, don't die. Please. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> don't die. <laughs> no, please don't. It'll focus on Don Cheadle's Jim Rhodes instead, um, since Robert Downey Jr. is gone. Um, yeah. But uh, it it's just a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's about like Robert uh, Downey disappear. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so bad. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to look into Armor Wars. It's it's it's. I love you five thousand. <laughs> love you three thousand. Three thousand yeah. five. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so then the next one is I am Groot. Oh, yeah, so this is going to be another Disney Plus thing where they're doing a little series of uh, Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. But, uh, so this next one is the one that I'm most excited for because this is going to introduce uh, Kang the Conqueror, and that's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Kang the Conqueror is going to be the next big villain of the MCUMCM. MC- yeah, yeah, essentially. So uh, yeah. probably... I don't know which version that they're going to use because there's literally... There's a lot of versions. There's infinite versions of uh, Kang the Conqueror for them to use. But the main three that they... you have that, some stuff about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I know enough about him. Kane the Conqueror is a interdimensional being who goes around different realities and conquers them, um, pretty much, through time and space and all that stuff. Um, he is... Yeah, so he is Nathaniel Richards, a.k.a. Reed Richards' descendant, and Reed Richards is uh, the Elastic Man. He's fa- uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic Four. Mr. Elastic, whatever. <laughs> dude, dude, your the mom from Incredible, did she have those kids, or did she just stretch her vagina so that stop, they walked? Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're but anyway. vivid Im- images in my head. I know, I, I know. Um, so, originally... Uh, Nathaniel Richards is from Earth 6311, an alternate version of Earth in the 31st century. He was a genius who was bullied, and his future self came back and gave him a transtemporal armor. He became obsessed with Earth 616 in the 21st century age of heroes, uh, and he built a time travel device based on research from his ancestors, which was Reed Richards, because his whole family is full of geniuses. Um, So he has an... So he, he... At one point, he goes back and uh decides to rule ancient egypt and he becomes ramatut oh okay so so ramatut is one of his uh alter egos there's like kang prime yeah there's kang the conqueror there's ramatut and then there's immortus kang actually in in the comics has taken the role of a lot of prominent heroes or people throughout history Right. As in, in human history as a whole. So like you said, King Tut, he took the, I think he was Kangas Kong at one point. He was uh, uh, Odysseus in the Odyssey. Or yeah, he was at, the at, one, at one point, like uh, the Avengers end up going back in time, coming back around to Pym Particles, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because Pym Particles is going to prove uh, definitely dangerous. So they kind of Easter egged it in with uh, uh, Endgame yeah. whenever they use time travel to fix everything yeah and and kill thanos essentially kang is gonna bring in a lot of a lot of weird shit it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna get wibbly wobbly timey wimey you know what i'm saying pretty so, insane yeah it? yeah um he 
it's it's just it's a it's gonna be the next big villain is what we know well like this right here is like the big thing he 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 got bored and decided to hop around time conquering uh like different universes yep. but in the process he created a bunch of parallel universes as he jumped new kangs were created and they kept and then those kangs <laughs> kept jumping through time so all these new versions are constantly being created of kang and at one point like he even like kang prime goes through and like assassinates like that scene like that whole like fucking thing from rick and morty like where, where morty the, killed yeah. like the lesser morty or not morty but yes yes yes, yes, the, yes the lesser rick and morty's they ended up killing them like they was doofus rick you know what i mean like he like mas massacred genocided himself like and well, yeah because he wanted to be the only one and he was bored he didn't that's care. what i'm saying he's bored he doesn't care uh like he at one point he messed up jumping and jumped to the year 4000 at like the end of time and defeated uh chronopolis which is like out located outside of time yeah so uh he has a view of uh, nihilism is pretty much what it is, is that life is meaningless and that uh, he's just doing everything for his own pleasure and fun. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he killed off all those lesser Kangs, though, like, all of their memories, like, formed into this ball and then Prime Kang, like, touched the ball and, and absorbed, absorbed all the all. memories yeah. and became insane. Like, he became insane. He is so, and then, like, he, he started splitting his memories off with, like, other people and, like, making them all insane. And, like, Amortis is another version of Kang from the distant future and is contracted with the Time Keepers, a.k.a. those three beings we saw, like, in the sky. Mm -hmm. You know, who, and, and they take care of time. Uh, and they were hired by the Time Variance Authority to maintain time. There's a lot like, of, there's a lot of uh, astral uh, beings and stuff like that that we have not seen yet and well we've seen the timekeepers we've so. seen the timekeepers but yeah. there's another one i can't remember they uh, the russo brothers for endgame wanted to bring this character and it's like uh fate or something the creator of fate yeah uh, they wanted to bring that character in but they just didn't because they felt like it was going to be so off um like they want to do so much stuff for the end game with like bringing in these astral beings and whatnot which the eternals is pretty much going to do that in the sense yeah yeah so uh kang kang the conqueror a couple of his powers include his time chair which uses pim particles to travel space and time and shrink down to quantum levels mm -hmm. aka where he's going to come into play like because they're going to find him in quantum mania you know right. so uh he he receives that battle armor there's trans temporal armor that his future self gave him uh which gives him his blue appearance and his purple green color scheme it's okay so the suit is like he has a purple green suit that has it's like green with blue with purple stripes and then he has a purple like helmet and mm -hmm. then his skin is just full blue it's fully blue yeah. because of the suit that yes. he's wearing yeah. yes so um but um uh, it, his battle armor is responsible for the majority of his powers, like enhanced strength, force fields, holograms, tech manipulation. And uh, he has access to the tech located in all of human history. He can, like, force open a portal and grab a gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just, he can force open a portal and grab a fucking RPG and whoosh, right at the hole. You know what I'm Ant saying? Ant-Man's trying to come towards him. He just pulls up a... Right, exactly. A, gla a, a Glock and just a mini Glock. <laughs> Like a really small one, you know? Like, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that. that's about it. He's just conquered all these places in and out of time. And he's just a really bored man. At one point, he's done with what he's doing, but his past keeps catching up with him. You know what I mean? 
So, like, ultimately, he ends up being a good person, like, but not really at the same... But not really at the same time, because there's so many versions of him that he's just overall seen as bad. Like, for every 100 bad ones, there's one good one kind of deal. You know what I mean? It's a a very... It's a weird hero trope. Not even a hero trope. It's a weird character trope. Yeah, at one point, he, like, combines with, like, Doctor Doom and, like, somebody else, and he becomes, like, this, like, triad of fucking superheroes smashed into one body, and their comic book costumes just like crossover it's fucking awesome he he at one point takes over ultron and creates an army of more ultrons and <laughs> uses those to take out the avengers yeah yeah like read, it's, it's read that too there's many ways <laughs> he and he never wins you know what i mean like no. if he wasn't so obsessed with the tw- with earth 616 21st century his life would be amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i mean like if he just did not like it would be cool but his curiosity gets ahead of him and Poor Nathaniel Richards, like, as a young boy, you know. Yeah, but uh, we got more stuff uh, other than uh, Quantumania to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, 2023, Blade. Which would be cool. It has, uh, I can't remember, Marshall, uh, I can't remember his last name. but Mathers. No, it's not Marshall <laughs> Mathers. Eminem's like, <laughs> he, he's like, Bob Spaghetti, and cuts someone in half. <laughs> Uh man, Fuck. uh he he white blade, white blade, <laughs> white blade. That's um, what they should just call it, white blade. Oh man, um I gotta look up who he is. Uh oh, by the way, King the Conqueror is getting played by the guy who plays in Lovecraft Country. Yeah, uh Atticus, I remember. Yes, yeah, yes, the main the main guy, King the Conqueror is going to be played by the actor who plays uh as Atticus in Lovecraft. That's going to be fun. I think I told you about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I definitely read it last night though. Yeah. <laughs> when I went on my tangent. Oh yeah, no, you probably forgot. Oh, it's fine. It, we t- I said it like a while ago. Blade is going to be starring Marshala Ali. Marshala uh, Ali, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not Marshall. Marshall, Marshall Ali. Um, so that's gonna be tight. And then, some and then, Fantastic Four. They is, just announced Fantastic is Four is getting a know? reboot, and it's being directed by the person who has directed the Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Homecoming movies. So and John the, and Watts. the third one. He's yes, also, so and he's, the third he's one. The the second trilogy <laughs> this, of spider-man this fantastic four is going to be the reprisal of a of the good of the first family the first official family of the of uh, the marvel universe yeah the, this one isn't the bastardized child uh that all the other movies have been the first like, two the first one was okay i didn't the, say they were bad no, no, i said no, 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 that no. they're bastardized child yes yes the first one was okay. The second one with Galactus was garbage. I liked the Silver Surfer, but I did not like the story. And then the one that came out in 2016 was an awful piece of shit. Still I haven't s- watched it. You don't need to. I know. I s- <laughs> I'm <laughs> skipping it. I, I, I don't want to do that to myself. It, 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 it sounds like it hurts. I saw like, it in theaters. Almost 90% of what was in the trailers was not in the movie. They took out so much stuff. The story made no sense. And the CGI was not that great. It was a bad bad movie i'd rather watch ghost rider and i regret paying money to go see <laughs> they it. should bring ghost rider <laughs> and then have nicholas cage play yeah <laughs> except this time with updated graphics oh my god yeah. all, right, all right all right but uh on. after uh, fantastic four is uh, uh guardians of the galaxy volume three yep that's gonna be awesome and then after that there are four untitled marvel films on the schedule for 2023 in the following dates february 17th may 5th july 28th and november 3rd yeah. So the ones that I said that were likely 
like they might be those movies, but at the same time, they might be additional movies. They're probably going to be additional movies. Like uh, we said in the last week's uh, podcast, we talked about how Secret Wars is becoming a, a thing that might happen after Spider-Man 3. Right. Which Secret Wars is all about uh, the uh, basically the heroes and villains of the uh, the Marvel Universe coming together and just battling each other. Each other. Um, yep, so, could be leading on to that. Yeah, I would like to see that. That'd be cool. Um, see characters that you never see together. Right. Yeah. But uh, I think, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. We went an hour and ten minutes yeah. on this one. Well, anyway, to uh, promote advertisement on our show, we are going to be taking a small break. Uh, you won't know, but we're going to be full as hell when we get back. We got some Chinese food right now. Oh, knows. yeah. We're going to take a, a, a nice break and eat. And I got to use the bathroom. So. <laughs> and then we'll be back. Yeah. So um, be back. And welcome back, guys. Hi. It's been like a few seconds or 10 seconds for you guys, but it's been like 30, 45 minutes for us. Yeah, yeah. And when I said that I'm full, like, I, I like laid on my back and I was like, mm, I could really take a fucking nap right now. Yeah, we ate. Ate good. It was some good Chinese food, though. Yeah, but... Uh, back into the swing of things. Yeah, I just found this, like, right before we did the pot, like... It ju- just got released. Yeah. Uh, just th- announced. This was announced, actually, earlier at, like, 1.30 p.m., uh, or, well, around noontime earlier this day, but I didn't even know about it until, like, just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is finally launching on Roku. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is exciting for me, because... I own so many Roku products. <laughs> like, I'm so sad when I can't get things on Roku. Like, there was a period of time where I couldn't get Spotify. Really? Because Roku and Spotify had it out, yeah. <laughs> like, it took them a year and a half. What is uh, with Roku? Like, not allowing streaming services on their platform or something like that. Is it just? It has to be something with, like, contracts or... Probably, some kind of, like, yeah. Streaming like, serv- uh, uh, Roku's, like, an individual company service charge that wasn't like associated that. with any other major brands. Yeah, like how Apple TV was, you know what I mean? Or LG or whatever. Yeah. It, it's just a solo thing. And, like, you can go buy Roku stock because it's a singular company not owned by anybody else, yeah. you know? So, Roku is actually effective tomorrow on December 17th. Uh, will launch HBO Max. They finally settled their differences. I know, after... that's so excited. I'm, I wonder, at 12.01, I'm going to see if I can download the, the I know. app. Uh, Roku has counted 46 million active user accounts at the end of September. When HBO Max was released earlier this year, they didn't really get their things with Fire Stick TV as well as Roku, but they actually got their... Uh, they figured out the stuff with Fire Stick TV, and then... Now About two weeks ago. Yeah, now they and finally figure out the stuff with Roku. So that's the best christmas present ever <laughs> i'm telling you yeah. like because uh now i can stream on my devices yep. so so that's just a little tidbit of information that i just found yeah um but leading into more information that i found uh lucasfilm or well uh yeah lucasfilm has announced multiple multiple uh new projects for star wars uh, which is going to be a fun thing. So I actually have the list of the new stuff that they're going to be releasing. Uh, for the next movie that they're doing, they're doing a movie called Rogue Squadron, which will be directed by Patty Jenkins, who has directed the Wonder Woman films. 
Any relation to Leroy Jackass? <laughs> Early. That's that's a that's a clap back to like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, if you know me, I'm just one big clap back from 2008. <laughs> but uh, Rogue Squadron uh, will introduce new generation of starfighter pilots that earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary Sweet. pushing high high speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Um, so that's going to be coming out on Christmas 2023, so it's got a while. And then there's an untitled uh, Taka Waititi film, who, if you don't know who that is, he directs the Thor movie. He directed, actually, Thor Ragnarok and is directing Thor Love and Thunder. He's going to be in... Uh, and we saw him in a picture recently hanging out with Idris Elba. Yeah. In the soccer team or rugby team, whatever, you know. Yeah, but uh, the film doesn't have a name. Uh, it says his approach will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. Dot, dot, dot. Unique is what unique. it says. Uh, his dot, enormous dot, talent dot. and sense of humor will ensure that audience are in for an unforgettable ride. He has done a lot of good things. Like uh, He helped create the movie They Are... Uh, what we do in the shadows? That's a great movie, a uh, New Zealand movie. I know you would enjoy it. I don't know if you've seen it. What? Uh, what we do in the shadows? It's yeah, a, yeah, it, I see oh, what yeah. we do. In that's the shadows. that's a good movie. Yeah. I like that. Uh, he directed that and starred in that movie. He did Jojo Rabbit that came out just I think last year, which is a satire movie about the Nazi regime. Yeah. Um, and he actually stars in it as Hitler. So. Fun. <laughs> I know. So. Uh, which also has Scarlett Johansson. It has actually a big good cast. Star Joe! Yeah, it has a good good cast, but it's all about a kid whose imaginary friend during the regime of the Nazi era is uh, Hitler himself. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's a satire movie, and it it had a lot of controversy, but people love it. It's actually really good. I haven't seen it yet. The next thing that comes up for Star Wars is Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, the Kenobi uh, series has been in works for a few years now, and we... I think we got Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader has been uh, confirmed as coming back. Yeah. Um, the official title is Obi Wan Kenobi. The series begins ten years after the dramatic events of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin. 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 <laughs> I see. I'm I see you disgusted on your like, face. I did not like that. Anakin Skywalker turned evil. Dude, what Sith. if? What if that's the sex toy for Anakin? Stop. <laughs> it's tighter now, than me. Now. You- <laughs> This feels just like my asshole. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that that I can't believe I still showed you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been sharing it to my friends. <laughs> Good, everyone needs uh, to see it. Yeah, uh, Sith- gotta look up uh, that cyber skin pussy commercial oh, for you guys. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but it's. A, I haven't saved in my favorites, now, so <laughs> like I can definitely I can definitely find it. It's like, a it's a video on YouTube. Uh, it's like uh, it's a, an advertisement for. On a porn ad, it's it's like a porn ad basically. It's a sex toy, <laughs> but right, it's a it's an ad for the sex toy for the for the uh, what do you call them? Pornographer? No, not pornographer. Pornographer? Porn porn star? Porn star. Porn star. Yeah, okay. A pornographer is somebody who like films the yes, porn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're going off. We're going from Star Wars to porn now. Oh, um, wildfire celebrity series Ashley Blue's cyber skin spread wide. Uh, hold on. Don't play it, Pete. Hi, Why are you playing? I'm looking for the title! Spread wide pussy 
<laughs> yes, that's what it is. Wildfire Celebrity Series Ashley Blue's Cyber Skin Spread Wide Pussy and Ass. Alright. That's the that's the full title. It's a long ass title. I didn't realize it was that long. It's a minute forty. A minute and forty one yeah. seconds long. Can I get back into the Star Wars stuff now? Yeah, Anakin. <laughs> Anakin. No, Anakin Skywalker. That's what you get for naming him Anakin. I'm sorry. Like um, it's it's about him being turned into evil cis lord Darth Vader. Series directed by Deborah Cho, who helmed memorable episodes of Mandalorian season one. So yeah, uh, it doesn't say when that will be coming out, but uh, it is in the works. Now another one that was teased is a Star Wars Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is a character from the Clone Wars. Very. F- uh, fan favorite. She was just in. Yeah, that tentacle headed bitch. Yes. <laughs> the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. With the with the double white. Yeah, double yeah. double white lightsabers. Jedi. She was in Man- uh, Mandalorian. Uh, she is a very fan favorite. Uh, I enjoy her as a character. If you haven't seen Clone Wars, she's like one of the main characters of that show. That is a uh, very good character vil- development. And now they're making a live action series for. Her. I think it's live action. Let me read into that. Um, after making her long-awaited live-action debut in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano's story, written by Dave Filoni, will continue in a limited series starring Rosio, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, so it's all live-action. It's with the character who played her, uh, Rosario Dawson, in uh, The Mandalorian, which is going to be exciting. I knew it. Uh, what? There's a bunch of Ahsoka Tano porn. Stop! <laughs> There's so much Ahsoka Tano There is, porn. yes. Of course but there is. I was just like, I'm curious. I had to ask the question, and if you have to ask the question, the answer is always yes. It's going to be yes. There's no doubt that there is. Can I? <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next one. Another spinoff of... I'm sorry. So many animation styles. Uh-huh, Continue. Yeah, yeah. Another spinoff of the Mandalorian series is going to be Rangers of the New Republic, which is going to be following... I can't remember her name. She's the uh, the big... Uh, the girl? Yeah, the girl. From Mandalorian? Yeah. The, the Marshal? Yeah, Mar- yeah, that one. The one who wor- uh, is for the New Republic and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The one whose whole family is dead? Yeah. <laughs> from where wherever where she was from yeah it wasn't Tatooine. i don't think it was uh i can't remember it was alderaan? it was alderaan yeah 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 set within the timeline of the mandalorian this news live action series from executive producers john favreau and dave filoni will intersect with future stories and culminate to the cinematic story event so it's in the same it's a spinoff basically now another one uh lando everyone's favorite scoundrel lando calrissian will return in a brand new event series for disney plus justin simon uh simeon creator of the crit- critically acclaimed dear white people and a huge star wars fan is developing the story uh Star Wars Andor uh, is a tense, nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy and set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Diego Luna reprising the role of the rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One uh, will be joined by a fantastic new cast. It includes Stellan Star- uh, Skarsgård, Adrian... Ar- I'm just... It's a lot of names. I'm not going to read them all. Yeah. Um, yeah, another one is The Acolyte, which... Uh, is another Disney Plus. All these things that I'm listing off are all going to be on Disney Plus. So if uh, you have it, great. If you don't, well, maybe look into getting it if you can. Um, the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into the galaxy of the shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. 
and uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch. So in the final seat, uh, I have not watched the final season of Clone Wars, which, re- which was released on Disney+, Plus. but there's a group called The Bad Batch. Um, Kiefer actually explained yeah, all that yeah, to me. Yeah, like your he friend was, explained it yeah, to me. Yeah, he, he was really passionate about the Bad Batch. He told it sounded cool. A unique squad of clones who are very who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army. Each possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to find a float and find a new purpose. Um, so yeah, this is just a series of, uh, following these, uh, these, this group of ragtag, uh, clones. Then you have Star Wars Visions, uh, will be a series of animated short films ce- celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Right. Yeah. I saw that. Um, like the, an- like it's being produced by an anime studio. Yeah. Like, uh, in Japan. Yeah. A droid story is the next one. An epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, and other... C-3PO, my nigga. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I um, know. I saw his little cousin, like, trying to teach uh, Grogu at the school. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C-3PO's cousin. Mm, yeah. Not quite as gold. Yeah. Uh, there's other Lucasfilm things on here, but, yeah, that's basically the big part of it. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of t- tidbits of, uh, Star Wars stuff that's happening. Tidbit. Yeah, it's just all happening. Just a little ten piece for ya, don't you know? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, so, we have another, th- for on the next docket, uh, we had something I did not expect. Yeah, dude, I shared this on uh-huh, Facebook. I saw it, and I added it, I'm like, I did not expect this. Yeah. Chris Pines and Talk the Star in Dungeons and Dragons movie. I know, isn't that exciting? I know, I want to be a bard. I don't know why, but I just you want, want him to be a bard. Yeah, I want him to be a bard. God, he'd make an awesome wizard. He would make it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, man. Yeah, the new Dungeons Dragon movie has been in development for ages now, but it seems that it's finally picked up, picking up some speed. Uh, Chris Pines is in talk to join the fantasy film. Um, Jonathan Goldstein and John uh, Francis Daly, uh, who both helped uh, make Game Night, which I enjoy Game Night. Game Night was ate up. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Are set to direct the film um, based on the long-running role-playing game. Dungeons & Dragons has had a bit of a renaissance in the past few years. The game became a popular pastime in Hollywood with the likes of Joe... uh, Man, I can't say his last name. Manganello, who Magic Mike, True Blood, Deborah Ann Wolf, True Blood, and Daredevil, being very open about their love of the hobby. I've also, we both love D and D and stuff like that. I listen yeah. to D and D podcasts. Like, uh, I'm working on a D and D homebrew uh, adventure. So yeah, it, it's, it's just been over a year in the making. It, it's because of school. That's all it is. It just gets in the way. Um. But yeah, this thing has been in the works for a while. I don't know how it's going to work, but we shall see. <laughs> Clitor worm. <laughs> you had to bring it I up. I know, I'm sorry. I, like... it's, it's, be, it's not a relevant character, but it's just something that came into my it head. It was very funny and very creative, yeah. okay? like I, I'm not bashing you for creating it, but like, just... <laughs> it's very unforgettable it is like, a very unforgettable you said homebrew i said what yeah he made a worm out of a clitoris <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so bad 
It looks so cool if you guys can see pictures of it, I swear. It's a worm that has a mouth that opens up, and it has <laughs> flaps that open up, and inside is... It, has, it has labias? It, yeah, it yeah. basically has the, the genitalia of a woman. Or, well, they, it just has like a full functioning vagina for Oof. a mouth. So. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it, it makes sense in the place that I put it, okay? It does. It, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Because this, uh, but like, it just sounds very out of, out of touch with D&D as a whole. But, I know, but yeah. the homebrew, though, mm-hmm. you know. Um... But yeah, no. so you think Chris Pine's gonna be a bard? I think I he would be a wizard. No, he like, could be. He could be literally like a normal barbarian or like a knight. I don't or think a, he's swole enough to be barbarian. No, 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 not barbarian, but like a knight, like, uh, oh, like okay. one of those. Yeah, or maybe eh, I don't know about a paladin. That feels like too much religious. Um, there might be a paladin in the story. Wee Herman is the is the paladin. <laughs> Uh, no, that's Ada, <laughs> the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, oh, no. but moving on, uh, that's got us excited. It doesn't say when the release date for this movie is gonna be, um, but we we shall see in the next months or year of whenever. Thank it is. you, Paramount. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's gonna it's gonna be good in CGI, but the story's gonna be trash. I feel like. Yeah, like the fucking World of Warcraft movie. Yeah, that one. Was, I like the CGI. I did not like the story. Yeah, that's all. But but vice versa. Yeah. Like yeah, flip flop. Yeah, flip flop. Um. So uh, another thing that's coming out actually uh, is an alien televi- television series. Uh, Going to be released on Hulu uh, with Noah Hawley announced during the Disney Adventures Day, which they released all the stuff about. Oh, yeah. They released all the stuff about uh, uh, Marvel, about Star Wars, about stuff and other little projects. How bad do you think that they're going to ruin the Alien series? Or do you think that they're going to do it justice? Well, let me me read more into it and I will figure it out. (laughs) FX is Hey, okay, puppy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> FX is an early development on an alien series from Noah Hawley, who did the Fargo series, um, which I enjoy the Fargo series. Very well done. Uh, it wasn't t- near go. Stop. <laughs> Your puns are out of control in this episode. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with with talks ongoing with series creator Ridley Scott and talks to serve as executive producer as he always does, the new series will be will be the first Alien story to take place entirely on Earth. We guess we're ignoring the Alien versus Predator movies now. Um, okay, ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. They didn't exist. The- yeah. <clears throat> the first one's okay, the second one like Jason X. We don't talk about it. No, like Spider Man Three, like Dragon Ball Evolution. Origins, like Wolverine Avatar Origins. the Last Airbender. Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one either. Uh, according to the announcement, <laughs> it will leave Schreiber. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> according to the announcement, it will mix the suspense of the original film with the action of aliens. No date to set for the series yet, but we'll keep an eye on. So they just cannot they just announced it. They didn't say really much about it. Um, they just uh, said who's gonna be directing it all that stuff. So, yeah, just a little tidbit of that. Um, just a little tidbit for this, you. This next one. This next one. This one was completely out of the blue. I didn't even know if I should cover it today because it's just so <clears throat> 2020. 
But it's uh, something that we use. I used to watch it. Yeah, least. I used yeah. to watch religiously. iCarly is getting a reboot with the original cast, like the full original cast. That's wild. Like Jerry Trainer is like forty something years old. Like he's like forty two or something like that. Oh yeah, which is fucking crazy. Like, uh, uh, I almost called her iCarly. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miranda Cosgrove, she's. Late twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, yeah, Nathan Cress actually, I think, is like in his thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Does he still look like a child? I wonder. Uh, I think he grew out a beard. Nice. Yeah. He probably looks. And good. I think he got jacked too. Oh but, shit! Yeah, no, I think. Swole. Yeah, I think he got swole. Um, but yeah, no, that's something that just came out of left base. I did not know about this. Yeah, yeah, I w- I was completely surprised, and I just thought it was worth an honorable mention. You know, I don't know where it's going to be released on though. It says Paramount. We are making. Plus. Okay, I guess a streaming service made by Paramount. Yeah. We are make getting to make an iCarly for adults. It's called <laughs> ordered by Paramount Plus. It's so it's like Disney Plus but for Paramount. And it's gonna be more adult themed. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm excited. Like <laughs> do you know how many awesome ways you can use an ostrich in an adult show? <laughs> oh, Up man. close people, angling. People falling from the fucking ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking their arm and screaming or something like that. Because you know how slapstick that fucking show is? Sam I wonder if they're gonna doing... bring back Tebow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Put the donuts. I got on some the tacos stick. on a stick. Donuts on a stick the wrong way. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that made me so mad. That episode that I watched. That yeah. like, yeah, he didn't put them through the hole. No. He turned he, them he sideways. Sideways. Like, and stuck them through that. Way. I was like, why did you do this? <laughs> yes, the tacos on the stick. Yeah, the corn on the stick. Everything on a stick. Yeah, everything I mean, was on a stick. I think his stick. restaurant was like called on a stick or on something stick like or that. something on a stick. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Sam actually does physical damage to. Guest audience. Sam does porn <laughs> like she did IRL. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. Uh, she like released a bunch of adult videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, I didn't expect this. I don't think you expected this, but we'll see more about this. It doesn't have a release date, but they said they're working on it. Um, I don't even know if Sam's part of it because it says with original stars Miranda Cosgrove, Jerry Trainer, and Nathan. Kress. Maybe their work doesn't even get say. her there. Maybe she's in jail at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, moving on. Yeah. Enough with that. We'll see you, iCarly. I'll totally watch it, alright? I'll I'll like, try to watch it. I'll try to find a way to watch no, it. No, I'll watch it. Like, yeah. I'll make the time because I loved iCarly so much. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I used to watch the hell out of that show and it still is funny. Uh, I still I used to watch it. I think Gibby was one of my favorite, like, character arcs in the story. Oh, like, freaking Jerry Trainer, but in Drake and Josh. <laughs> Playing Spencer. <laughs> Do you know how hard true, I True, 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 the cow says moo! <laughs> he just knocks somebody's popcorn out of their hand uh. while sweeping it up. Like, just <laughs> fucking psycho shit, you know what I mean? Such a good actor. He's, He's very underrated. Very I, underrated. Like, so underrated. Yeah. But, uh, moving on, moving on. Did you know our car? Uh, sorry, before we move on, our Carly, I car, I Carly, our Carly, I Carly. Actually, uh, there was a scene <clears throat> where Gibby. Well, you know, like how he <gasps> like. <laughs> is Gibby skinny? <laughs> Gibby is still fat. Is he? He, he does YouTube videos. I haven't seen him. The YouTube videos are fucking weird, man. That's awesome. Um, and but like, uh, 
in the I Color series, he had that skit where he would like burst things in the flames. Yeah. Uh, the one point when they, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, they, I think they were making food or something, and then uh, Miranda had to grab a fire extinguisher. Apparently, that one wasn't like planned. It act, it just happened, and yeah. they were just like they, that was an actual genuine genuine reaction of them freaking out. So. <laughs> <laughs> What you got there? An ice cream? cream? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ostrich, bro. Um, All right, all right. Moving on. I could just sit here and talk iCarly references all night. How do they afford that apartment, by the way? I don't. No, both of their parents, like, were in the military. Their dad was in the military. That's right. Like, and he's away all the time, but he's, like, high-ranking in the military. Okay. Like, so they just keep the place. Well, they had an elevator literally going into their apartment. Rich family? <laughs> I, I guess. It's, like, it's an, and that elevator went down to the lobby, too. Uh-huh. Okay. I guess Personal they, elevator. So I guess they had the penthouse, I guess. Okay, well, let's yeah. not get into it. Yeah, let's... yeah, yeah. We'll just get sucked into it and start talking about iCarly. We should binge watch iCarly and then do a, a spoiler episode. <laughs> Deep dive into iCarly. Yeah. Not spoiler, but uh, you know what I meant. Nathan Kress is actually Barry B. Benson's <laughs> from the B. <laughs> <laughs> We're canceling the podcast. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Like I said, we're done with iCarly. Moving on. People are finally watching Tenet. I still haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I see the disappointment. Yeah. So, uh... I... (laughs) It's actually really funny. Like, it's like getting, uh... Relatively good reviews, but a lot of people are still fucking confused. (laughs) Like... The, uh, so they just released it in, uh, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray DVD, digital HD. You can watch it, you can rent it, whatever, you know. I'll, I'll find a but way. But you have to, you have to click on the link, like, because the tweets are the funniest part. So, like, this person said, I saw Tenet, I kind of understood it, but I can't explain it. <laughs> I did not like two hours and 15 minutes, but the final 15 are cool. John David Washington is so athletic and impressive, and let me be very clear, I loved everything regarding Robert Pattinson's character. This person said, Tenet is pretty cool if you like not being able to hear what people are saying for 150 minutes while Travis Scott's wah <laughs> is playing in the background, and you're like, this is so fucking loud. Even while I was in the theater, I was I was like, dude, this is loud. Then I'll put like, subtitles on. Loud. I'm going to put subtitles on then. Uh, 15 minutes in a tenant and my brain hurts. <laughs> me texting a friend while trying to understand tenant. You need to tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is tenant the inversion of Dunkirk? If so, what a fitting end to 2020. Uh, I'm finally watching Tenet. And then like, they, do, they, they do like a, another one, like 15 minutes into it. They're like, I can't stand it anymore. Christopher Nolan would hate the fact that I had a more enjoyable time watching Tenet on my couch at home than in the theater. I would probably too. Yeah. yeah. that's I'm going to watch it at home or yeah. like probably with you at some point. I don't know when. Um, yeah. So, I'll watch it again. Well, I, we need to watch it with subtitles if you're saying that's going to have that issue. Oh, well, yeah, i watch it with subtitles. I Have you seen me watch anything at home without subtitles on it? No. <laughs> like, no matter if it's in English or not. I just have I mean? bad hearing, so it just helps, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tenant is coming out, uh, finally. Uh, I know it didn't like get the best uh, 
response in audience numbers in the Well, yeah, theaters. because all the theaters were shut down. Yeah. Like, literally, like, 70% of the theaters are shut down when that movie came out. And I was just like, well, you're going to get what you're going to get. And they spent, like, $300 million or some ridiculous amount of money on that shit. And, like, it's not really ridiculous because it really paid off. And the movie is really definitely worth a watch. Anything you like that Christopher it? Nolan has, like, put out is definitely worth a watch. It's going to be mind-fucking anyways, like Inception Well, yeah, if was. you liked Inception, then you'll like this. But you got to think way harder. <laughs> like, you got to have some smarticle particles bouncing around in your brain, you know what I'm saying, to be able to understand what the hell is going on. But, but enough for the movie news, dude. Like, we game news. We, we only have, like, a couple of game news this little week. It was news. a little slow this week on game news, so we filled in with the movie news, well, and that's for fucking There certain. was the Game Awards, but we're going to talk about that stuff Yeah, that, that's the Game Awards, and that's going to be last, you know? So, uh, but uh, Resident Evil Village shares update and some new screenshots. I have not seen the screenshots. I'm going to open it now and look at them. Uh, it says, we are really excited for fans to experience Resident Evil when it comes to out in 2021. Resident Evil Village producer Peter Fabiano told IGN, along with providing three new screenshots from the video game, including a wild-haired, maul-wielding combatant, we feel it's an accumulation of all the best elements of Resident Evil games in the past 25 years, with everything fans love about action-infused survival horror plus new surprises. Of course, there are plenty of puzzles to solve and mysteries to unfold. We hope fans will enjoy exploring the desolate, snowy village in which Resident Evil Village takes place, where enemies new to the franchise are waiting for them. Fabiano continued, players will once again take control of Ethan Winters, experiencing more of the story set in motion in Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Cool. New technologies are allowing us to immerse players in the game. I'm going to play the game, of course, because I played Resident Evil Biohazard. I know you're not probably going to play it or watch I don't, it. Yeah, I don't play yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll watch it. Like uh, You I can don't... watch me play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, of course, play it. I played Resident Evil Biohazard. I loved the game. I also hated the game because it was scary. Uh, but I still love the game, so right. I'll enjoy this one, especially since this one's set in like such a cult-like uh, atmosphere to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's how Capcom described Resident Evil Village. Years after the tragic events of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Ethan Winters has started over with his wife Mia, finally living in peace and putting the past behind them. However, Chris Redfield, the legendary hero from previous Resident Evil games, suddenly disrupts their life, throwing a devastated Ethan into a new and twisted nightmare in search of answers. Of course. Yeah, so Chris Redfield's gonna appear, like... He's gonna be like, he's gonna kick down the door. He's gonna be like, "Come on, let's go!" Like, well, yeah, kind of like in the trailer. You know, he can't. He came in, shot somebody in the face yeah. like twice on the floor. Sorry about that, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what, it's probably his wife. I know. Yeah. You know. Now that I think about it, you know what I mean. Well, Ethan Winter's wife. His wife in in Resident Evil Seven got possessed, and there was a lot of bullshit that happened. And then she kind of became. Well, it wasn't even. Pos- I would have to go back and look because I haven't played Resident Evil. Yeah, 7. I'm pretty sure that she got possessed. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, like, at the end, like, she ended up okay, but something probably was still. Something was still there. Yeah. Left over, at yeah. least, something like that's that. What, that's kind of what and this is sounding like. This is going to, like, something about <laughs> Resident Evil Biohazard, like, the infection or whatnot was that was spreading throughout that one is going to tie into a village in some form or way. Like, a new. Yeah, yeah, because, new, like, it's like a culty village. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's people there. And werewolves. And which werewolves. Which is going right. to be very weird. Well, yeah, they yeah. said new enemies new to the franchise. Cool. I want to that. To the franchise completely. That's so, cool. Brand new, like, generation 
generated an enemies like nothing that you've seen before so if if i if i see enemies start jumping around on close sides above me like i have to shoot them down or something like that it's gonna freak me the fuck out of course but i'm still gonna enjoy it no matter yeah what. yeah um but, uh, but yeah that's cool that's cool news yeah it was pretty cool news uh something else that was really cool that is happening uh uh friday at 10 a.m so by the time this goes up yeah this friday the 18th at 10 a 10 a.m uh stranger things cast is going to play a holiday themed D game one-off on their youtube channel on the stranger on the, things yeah on the YouTube stranger things channel. youtube channel and that is pacific time Yes. So you probably want to figure out what time it's actually starting at. I'm not sure the yes, exact yes. Like, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So that uh, that's like New York time. Yeah. No, it's not. Pacific time is like Californian time because it's near the Pacific. Unless I'm fucking stupid. No, no, because then you have Eastern time, which is New York and that side. Uh, I think I'm right, but I... maybe Pacific time is actually in the middle of the Pacific, like uh, Hawaii. Uh, I don't. That does not make sense, though. Like, why would it just be regulated to Hawaii? See, we're not. I'm not good with time zones, so yeah. That whatever are- Pacific time, guys. Uh, figure it out in your time zone. Google it. Whatever. I don't keep track of the fucking time zones, and neither does Zach. We aren't wizards, all right. No. <laughs> so uh, they're gonna play a one-off, and the people who are uh gonna be there, you will see David Harbor, Finn Wolfhard, uh, Gaten Matazaro, uh, Matarazzo, excuse me, and Natalia Dyer picking up the d20 dice and trying their hand at the popular role-playing game which i'm pretty sure over half of them have already played it like especially finn and gaten i know they both have yeah yeah i'm pretty sure david harbour said something about it as well Well, it seems like a type that actually played the game yeah uh natalia i i i I cannot put that name to a face (laughs) 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 i showed you that movie oh man that was an interesting movie. Movie sure. was full of gore and stuff, and the story was meh. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see their one-off. It's probably gonna be like three or four hours long. Yeah, that'd be tight. Something like that. Uh, I wonder what are they playing like a Stranger Thing, Stranger Things themed holiday D&D? themed. Okay. D and D game. All right. Okay. So it's gonna it's gonna be Christmas based, but probably a little evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of something that kind of well i'm not gonna say it was evil but uh cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> came out <laughs> i'm sorry uh, it's just the way i, the tra- I know it was the, the way, transition the was way bad. you said it the transition like, was not a good transition you're like, i'm not gonna say it's evil but cyberpunk 2077 okay so the dick game the cyberpunk 2077 came out last thursday to a lot of people's dismay um, especially mine. It was, in my opinion, it was an overhyped game, which usually happens. Games like this will get overhyped, and then when it comes out, it's going to not be living up to the expectations. I feel like everything is not going to live up to your expectations, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, especially, like, the time that they didn't put into the older consoles. Yeah. They really wanted to push it for next-gen, <clears throat> and I completely understand why. Well, okay, so I have a theory of... Ex- well, a theory, but I think this is also kind of a true thing that I read somewhere, of why why this happened so this game started being made in 2013 yeah around that time the new consoles came out uh, xbox one playstation 4 um then over time this game took seven years to create i read that that they started the ideas in 2008 
Yeah, this the the idea has been around for a while. And then when that first trailer came out in 2013, it said it'll come out when it's ready. I was fine with that. I was just waiting in anticipation for it. And then I'm thinking when finally the new console stuff started coming around with the new processors, CPUs, stuff like that, all that. Um, they just had to start working on that as well and pushing for that more instead because they wanted to meet that date when the console. No, I think off. that they initially started making it for next gen consoles. You think so? Yeah, straight up. Like because of how poorly that they're being run on the older consoles. Yeah. Like I feel like that was like a last minute ditch effort to like patch and like lower graphics which a lot of the p people who are having issues aren't lowering their graphics no. and that's what the issue is you yeah. know what i mean it's so it creates a, uh the simultaneous crash you know and then you lose saves and it's then you get corrupted disc and it's just it's just not good it's been a been an issue for them uh the game's been getting good favorable reviews people have been saying i'm still having fun even though that it has bugs i like the the, the modes of it i like the rpg style some people say the story is lackluster but i get why i mean it's a new ip it's a new entire uh, build from startup because with the Witcher series they had Witchers one and two and then the third game came out and that blew everything out of proportion. No, I think Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to be a game for the next three to four years. Oh yeah, no, they're like, because because we talked about it. I think on the last one or the one before we talked about how they're adding a multiplayer in, but that won't be set until like twenty twenty two. So that's like two years from now. Yeah. Um. Then they're doing DLC free DLC updates for a few. I think they're doing a few few free DLC updates, and then there's going to be some expansions, of course. Yeah, we were talking about like the gas model, like with uh Destiny two. Yeah. And I really think that's what they're kind of doing here like the game's going to be better for you to play in about a year yeah i'm i'm probably i'm seeing if i'll pick it up in a month or so or whatnot and i'll play it i played games with bugs before i can get past the bugs i played skyrim <laughs> <laughs> i've seen floating bears before in right. trolls um i've been flown up into the sky by giants uh, <laughs> i've been on my horse and hit a fucking wagon and then flew 100 feet into the air i fallen through the map died I've fallen through the map. I've climbed mountains vertically on a horse and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It sounds like great poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim is great poetry. Yeah. Um, halt. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes there? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has been having issues over the past week and so. Uh, apparently, the developers have been getting death threats, apparently. we Like, you s showed something on Facebook about that. Yeah, and uh and it, and it was like a letter out to people like, hey, game devs are people too, and that's their job. They're doing it as best as they can, and it's not their fault that the company decided to rush the launch. You know it, what I mean? They so, they delayed it for three different times. And they I should have delayed it four I times. I know. They, that's, <laughs> that's what they should have done. Um, but they wanted to rush it out so they could meet the next-gen consoles. Um, and it pissed off players that they were rushed. It also pissed off players that they delayed the game. So well, they're it, constantly re receiving patches, you know? So, like, if you buy the game and it doesn't work, wait a month and it will. Yeah. But the game, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, is issuing refunds to console players after bug-ridden launch. I don't know what I'm stepping on, but that's okay. Um... It was probably the most hyped game of the year. CG Project Red was at the same studio that delivered the now classic Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which people love. I love personally. It's my 
third favorite game of all time. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 broke Steam records for most concurrent people online on Steam. Yeah, so people l- played the game. I know I've seen like gameplay stuff, and I've seen the bugs and stuff, and the bugs just look silly. I think it's more so that the bugs are silly, and they just make the game more fun. Like, people say, oh, the game has bugs, but the bugs make it fun. Like, I've seen stuff like that. So pe- it's still getting good reviews. It's not like being bombed or anything like that um it's just that it's having issues on older consoles i mean what do you expect it's such a large game yeah you know? it is a large game looking into it it definitely has a lot of detail put into it and whatnot and they, yeah and they did a lot of like building this entire new world from the ground up so on a supercomputer oh. that could run it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh luckily it's just not another crisis issue yeah do you know about the crisis issue the game crisis yeah where it just destroys computers if you run it on the highest frame yeah like or graphics uh output yeah it's wild cd project red is working very hard on fixing these bugs with one update recently launching and another set to go live in the next week plus they have big patches planned for january and february that will hope alleviate many of the problems regards fans are still mad see that's what i said you gotta wait a month and then the game will be fine yeah i might get it for my birthday my birthday's in february or at the end so we'll see about that if i don't get it for christmas i don't care um i really think i might buy Baldur's gate though yeah yeah three yeah yeah that'd be cool um a lot of people are saying they've been enjoying cyberpunk 2077 on the google stadia that has no bugs, apparently, as of right now. Interesting. Yeah. Stadia is, is a new console released by Google. Um, it plays games that are built into the system, as well as games that are live, as well as games that are like game, AAA games and stuff like that. But it's been having... It's kind of like an emulator that you can just add games to. <laughs> yeah. It it has its own issues and stuff like that. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. Um, so the game's just been having issues, and you gotta give it time. In my opinion, give it time. Games will come out with bugs and issues. I remember hearing about Wii, because I did not play Witcher 3 when it came out. I played it, like, years after all the DLCs and stuff came out. Um, but I know Witcher 3 had a very bad opening. It had a lot of bugs. Uh, some of the online servers wouldn't show up and stuff like that. Uh, for just, not even, because like, it didn't have a multiplayer mode. It just had, like, uh, that... Uh, thing where it, uh, it connects to online stuff. Right. And that just shut it down and whatnot. Uh, the game just wouldn't load, stuff like that. Like, bugs that just happened. So give it time. Let it refresh itself. Let them fix the, uh, the issues and whatnot. And then it'll play better. Um, that's just my opinion on it. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll still play it. I, it looks like a game that I'll enjoy. I just know. I know I will. Right. Because it's, uh, it's like right up my alley of what kind of genre and what kind of gameplay I enjoy. Um, but moving on. To the Game Awards. Yeah, we got like, the Game Awards. Yeah, so the Game Awards uh, came with like a bunch of like announcements. Yes. And a bunch of game releases. And the, one of those game releases includes the new Mass Effect trailer. So... Mass, this this was a lot of people anticipated there was going to be a new Mass Effect game. They did not know that it was going to be Mass Effect Four actually. So Mass Effect Four is officially coming out from the trailer that released, which showed uh, the snowy planet where uh, a ship was going down to the snowy planet that was full of Reapers, and they found a old piece of uh, Shepard's, I think, suit is what it was. And it said yeah. N- N- the N7 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was, uh, I can't remember her name, the one with the bl- blue uh, 
blue face tentacle hair. I can't. I'm <laughs> fucking this. I have never played a Mass Effect game. So, Neither have I. Yeah. So, so but like I know. Just, I know this is really. This is a big deal. This is a big deal yeah. for fans because Mass Effect Andromeda came out and that game was shit. Um, for what I know, it had a lot of bugs and a lot of issues. But Bioware is bringing back several veterans of the original Mass Effect game one and two and three back to work on this new project. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, it's in the works. Some of the names don't sound familiar, but here's a quick breakdown on who is who. Derek Watts, who worked on the original art director for the Mass Effect series. Brennan Holmes, who worked on the entire Mass Effect trilogy, Dragon Age Inquisition, and Origins, Andromeda, and more dating all the way back to Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah, so he's been on there for a while. He's a lifelong Bioware staple. Exactly. Parrish Lay. Lay is a cinematic direct for the Mass Effect trilogy, and he is returning to Bioware and the series specifically to bring back his vision for the new game. Uh, Gamble also notes that he is was the mastermind behind many key moments that Mass Effect fans love. Dusty Everman was a key person when it came to bringing the vision of the original Normandy to life in the first Mass, Mass Effect game. He left Bioware back in 2015, like Lay, but is returning to bring his talents back to the new game. So that's a lot of excitement for people who Yeah, know. a lot of excitement yeah. for people who Which, are really big fans of... Bioware the... has been... Yeah, definitely. Bioware has been having a lot of issues because they released their most recent game, Anthem, to <laughs> critical uh, failure, from what I can say. Not critical acclaim, guys. No, uh, that... that I, was, I was so excited for that game when I saw it come out. I was like, this looks cool, this looks dope. But then I heard it was just, like, bad. And now, apparently, they're, like, rebuilding the power armor javelin model like from the ground up again and just like re uh making it better for players and stuff who still played the game yeah yeah so, so. but uh bioware's doing something new and hopefully it comes out really really well hopefully the story uh is good um and doesn't have that bad of an ending like mass effect kind of th- three kind of did um, because I know it had not a great ending, and then it released all this DLC that was new endings. and Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Be, but that's because EA took over and making it a money-making scheme, so. Fucking EA. Yeah, EA. <laughs> EA. It's EA in the money. still barely releasing any footage of Dragon Age 4. Well, now we have a title. But all we have is a title, guys. Uh, of course. Okay. No, so more about the Game Awards uh, recap. <laughs> Um, Master Chief's next game isn't Halo Infinite. It's Fortnite. Fortnite. He's a character <laughs> in Fortnite. I can't believe it. Like I know, right? Like what the hell? Like it's what a, is this? It's just a way to get his name out there. That's all I know. It is. Yeah, yeah. Well, get his name out there. More like get Fortnite's name out there. Like Jesus. Fortnite's dying. That's all I can say. Yeah. Evil Dead releasing a game. Cool. And, like that. That looks cool. It looks like a, a first-person zombie shooter. Yeah. You know, and like it kind of reminded me of Resident Evil. Actually, the trailer did. Well, Evil like, Dead. Resident Evil is kind of based off of Evil Dead in the sense. Well, not, <clears throat> it's about cultism. Uh, well, yeah, stuff, it's like, like a cultism, that. and you have to figure out how to like collect all the clues to uh, like shut the book. Essentially, you yeah. know what I mean? Necronomicon or whatever they open. I think it's the Necronomicon. It's the Necronomicon. Yeah, but uh, they released a partial gameplay trailer, actually. It was uh, partially cinematic, but it was also also partially uh, gameplay. Super exciting. Yeah. Uh, and that'll come out in 2021. Uh, 
Outriders. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Me either. I'm going to look it up That's while you talk I... about the next one. <laughs> I don't know what Super Meat Boy Forever is either. Su- do you not know what Super Meat Boy is? No. Super Meat Boy is a... Uh, I can't think of I think can't think of it as a Metroidvania game. Um, it's more like a, a puzzle game where so the brutally hard game. It is very difficult. It's coming it's, on December. 23rd. It's a game where it has you care play as this small cube that's a meat. It's a boy. It's a meat boy. It's a small cube with arms and legs and has a face on it, and it's trying to save its pink meat girlfriend from this dude that just kidnaps her. Um, and basically what happens is there's these different levels where you have to like slide on the walls and get around like buzz saws, spikes, uh, stuff. And it's, it just gets more difficult, like moving objects and want lasers, all that. And yeah. it's just hard. So it seems like this is a predis- uh, the next installment in it, which that game has not, that game came out in like, uh, like so long ago, very long ago. Like, uh, two consoles ago, or two generations of consoles ago, like it was an old game, like yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was a Flash game too, like it was made in Flash. And yeah, whatnot. yeah, yeah. Which Flash is dying, by the way. Flash the, is dead, dude. Yeah, it's dying at the end of this year. It's going away. Like, um, they got rid of all those sites, man. But uh, the next piece of news, well, actually, do you have anything about Outsiders? Yeah, that you, out, uh, Outriders. Riders, I, f- I found it. Uh, so it is a game by Square Enix. Oh. Um, it is good graphics then. It it has some good graphics. I like it. It looks pretty cool. I'm trying to find shit about it, but it doesn't tell me anything. Okay, hold on. Outriders 2020. Here we go. It upcoming third person shooter developed by People Can Fly and published by Square Enix. Um. It's not giving me anything about the. Well, some of these games were just like teaser trailers, and that might have been one of them. Outriders is a third person shooter mixed with elements from role playing games. In the beginning of the game, players create their custom characters and choose from four classes, each of them who have unique abilities that players can utilize. Sounds a lot like an RPG. Trickster, Pyromancer, Devastator, and Technomancer. I like the Technomancer one. These special skills have cooldown. Players use different weapons, such as shotguns and assault rifles. Sounds like. Destiny. It sounds a little bit like Destiny fantasy stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, yeah. moving on. You know. Moving on. <laughs> Arc two. Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> oh my god! When I saw that trailer, I was like, "Is that Vin Diesel?" I literally <laughs> said that out loud. Like I said it out loud earlier while I was like rewatching all the all the trailers. Yeah. Because I had a friend over and he was just like, "I haven't seen any of the trailers," and I was just like, "Hold on, let me show you this." And they and then after I said say that like uh they're like is that vin diesel and i was like it is vin diesel because i literally said the exact same thing and he plays a character called tarak now no, no uh they they thought that the the trailer was going to be tarak oh. a new tarak game but it wasn't it was because of the dinosaurs that's yeah, what yeah. that's what it was it was the t-rex that really triggered them but it, no it's just Arc i two. thought okay because well, i know what tarak is that's a me game, too it's a game it's a game where you kill dinosaurs and i know like that. that's what everybody thought it was going to be a tarak game just based off of it until like the arc popped up at the end you I know what i mean it was a tarak game i don't think arc 2 needs to come out because one they already have arc survival what is arc 2 even going to be though like it, vin diesel. because <laughs> it's, it's just vin diesel vin diesel everything i mean that's what cyberpunk that you know like that's what people bought cyberpunk for keanu reeves yeah that's yep. exactly why people bought it they're like oh look it's john wick yeah. like or <laughs> with, with oh a... look it's neo you know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> he has a very recognizable oh no it's bill yeah excuse mm-hmm. me ted yeah it was ted. <laughs> ted. but uh 
yeah, so we're going to keep going. Mosey on down here. Um, yeah, I saw this one. Uh, new roguelite tactical game, Endless Dungeon, is coming to consoles and PCs. It's a, it's a, it's like a little uh, side pan game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Is it like, like a dungeon that's endless and you just keep going through until you kinda die? Kind of like Endless Dungeon, you know what I mean? Like, uh... Have I mentioned that one yet? Endless Dungeon? Did I yeah, that's the it? one that we just knew roguelike tactical game, Endless Dungeon. We just talk, we're talking about it right now. I thought I mentioned it earlier, is what no, I was saying. No. Like, <coughs> but uh, yeah, Endless Dungeon takes place in the Endless World. This is like a game, uh, it's like a sequel. Oh, like two. Uh, like there, there was another game that oh. also had the words "endless" and "dungeon," and it, okay. it came out in like twenty fifteen. I've, I've, I've like, seen that game. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Now, so it's like I said, like it's like a little side pan like uh, strategy game almost. Now I see Crimson Desert got a trailer. Uh, Crimson Desert is made by the same people who made Black Desert, which is a big MMO role playing game. Uh, Crimson Desert looks fucking dope. Um, basically, it's a big open world. I don't know because it goes with being an MMO, but also a single player game. And that's what confuses me. But it's another big high fantasy game. The gameplay of. Hopefully, the game the trailer is the actual gameplay because that gameplay looks fan fucking tastic. Yeah. If you have not watched it, go watch it because this gets me hyped. The Imagine dr- how upset I was the first time when I saw a World of Warcraft uh, commercial and then went to go play the game and that's what I got. Oh, man. That's <laughs> top down. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Crimson Desert. Uh, Black Desert actually looks like what it is. It's just very, very uh, realistic fantasy, high fantasy stuff like that. But the UI is very garbage, from what I know. And it's hard to play with that UI. But hopefully they fix it up with Crimson Desert. But there's a scene in the trailer where he's riding a dragon. And there's things like volleys of fire being shot at it up in the sky. And he's dodging it. It looks fucking amazing. We should watch the trailer after this, but it looks great. Yeah, we'll um, totally watch it. Yeah. Uh, new Warhammer forty thousand. Yeah. New yeah. Warhammer. Dark Tide. Yeah, that's for twenty twenty one Xbox Series X and S and PC. Okay, cool. So it's Microsoft exclusive. All right. Um, Epic Game oh. Store is exclusively offering a limited time Unreal Tournament weapon bundle to free to play online shooter Warframe. Oh, cool, Warframe. If you're interested in that, Warframe is a free free to play game that has free updates and free everything. It's basically just a free MMO, and I know a lot of people are into it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another game that I really wanted to talk about is the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that looked really fucking cool. It, that that's like a little monster game. You know, it what is I mean? like monster. made by the same people who made the Dead Space series. Yes, exactly. Um, and <laughs> the Dead Space series is known for being one of the most prolific horror games of all time. For uh, or cosmic horror in the sense is what it is. Yeah, so it's a story-driven single-player third-person survival horror game set in the PUBG universe. Really? Yes. Produced by creators of Dead Space at Striking Distance Studios and Krafton. Mm, okay. So, well, it, it, yeah, it's it's in the PUBG universe. That's so weird. It's I've, completely weird. Yeah. Like, but I'm also quite intrigued about it. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, I, wa- we wa- I watched the trailer and the trailer looks dope. 
Yeah, yeah. Something else, honorable mention, uh, that they added fucking Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII yes! to Super <laughs> Smash Bros. <laughs> like it said, what did it say? It said Sephiroth descends into battle. And I, I was like, what the fuck? Sephir- <laughs> like, uh, Sephiroth being an, uh, like the main antagonist I'm like, of, what in the of OP? Kingdom Hearts like, and Final Fantasy VII. Like, he's wielding this sword twice the size of his actual like body. Like a fucking Bonkai from he, fucking Bleach. Like, he's huge. He's part angel, I'm pretty sure. Or he's actually angel. I don't know. He got wings. Like yeah, Red he's Bull. got wings. But, uh, More wings than Red Bull, bro. He, he is a menace. Uh, in the trailer, he stabs Mario. I know. He stabbed <laughs> Mario. I was like, what the fuck? Like, while I was watching it, because it was like two and a half, three minutes long. Yeah. Like... And like I, <laughs> I didn't. I was not expecting that. I was no. like, Jesus Christ! But uh, like, he is the first character to come from the new DLC, uh, the next DLC pack of characters for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. So we'll see. So what you have car- to buy the base game. You can't just buy the DLC. You gotta have the full game and then buy the DLC. People. We'll we'll see we'll see what other characters come from him. By the this is the second pack. By the way, they had the first pack come out with uh, Cloud, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Persona 5 character, Joker, I think there was a few... Oh, Steve from Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so... Oh, earlier when I was talking about Endless Dungeon, I wrote a little something about it. It's a Sega game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a tactical action game set in the Endless Universe. You can recruit a team of shipwrecked heroes, plunge into a long abandoned space station, and protect your crystal against uh, never-ending waves of monsters. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, besides that, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Perfect Dark was really interesting. Yeah. Like Perfect about Joanna Dark. It's a remake, if I'm not mistaken. It's a remake of a, a per- game that was like released like two gens ago in the in 2000 for uh, by Microsoft maybe three Studios, gens ago. released on N64, Nintendo yeah. 64. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it's a full remake, and I'm pretty sure it's a Microsoft exclusive as well. Oh yeah, series follows Joanna Dark, an agent of the Kerrigan. Uh, Institute Carrington Institute Agency as she con- uncovers mm-hmm. conspiracies by viral corporation Datadyne. Datadyne, yeah. yeah. So it's an entirely remake of the game. And I almost lot. said Cyberdyne. I was like, oh no. No, that's a that's a little different. <laughs> a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. But uh, Back for Blood is a Left for D. Not even a predecessor. It's like a, a. I can't think of the word. I'm not. It's the. It's it's the. You know, subsequent. Yeah, it's like a su- it's like a subsequent uh, game, afterwards. Yeah. It's... So like Valve didn't they weren't down with it. So uh, uh, Back for Blood is a horror zombie online co op game with four players or uh, solo with three AI from Turtle Rock Studios, aka uh, the Left for Dead Studio. Yeah, I have actually the this thing's Left for Dead spiritual successor. That's what I was trying to say. It's a spiritual successor of the Left for Dead series. So essentially, they just took Left for Dead, but like can't call it Left for Dead because it's not made by Valve. And uh, like the creators of Left for Dead were just like, you know what? We're just gonna make our own game yeah. and uh, made their own game, Black and it actually looks pretty cool. It looks cool. The um, the zombies seem a little bit of the same. Like there's, uh, of course, there's, there's a boomer. There's a like, boomer which yeah. he basically runs at you and explodes. There's like uh, a, a jockey, but that jockey is a little different. It has four arms and it shoots silk and it at shoots you. Silk at you and you get stuck in place. Uh-huh. And then like there's, there's that behemoth one like that was fucking huge oh, with the club. Yeah. 
Like there's one that has a giant right arm that's like a massive club and it swings it down at you. Yeah. There's a there's this massive one. I don't know what it is, but uh, and it looks like the map is also gonna be like environmentally uh, used with. Kind of reminded me of Call of Duty Zombies. <laughs> like when I was looking, at it, I was like, yeah. Oh God, fetch it, me their souls. Oh man! But it seems like the environment is interactive with the zombies and stuff like that because yeah. there's one part in the trailer where it shows this big tunnel and there's this massive twenty foot zombie or something like that yeah. that basically opens up this giant gate with his bare hands and finds his way into the tunnel. Yeah. And you have to keep shooting at it. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I definitely uh have high hopes for that one. Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fan favorite if they do it right and all that. Um it says the trailer showcases an early mission and gives players the idea of what to expect. Made up of almost entirely of gameplay, the trailer also f- gives fans a first look at character selection, upcoming Ridden. Yes, they're basically zombies. They're called the Ridden is what they're calling them. Yeah. Um, and the in-game roguelike card system, Back for the Blood, promises a different experience upon each playthrough and new threats appearing each time you load up the game. Um, you already said about the four players can choose four playable characters, a.k.a. the cleaners, who mm-hmm. are faced infected against the Ridden. These creatures range from disgusting to downright terrifying, where each cleaner has their own unique weapons and personalities, such like as the original Left 4 yeah, Dead. Yeah, it's literally Left 4 Dead clone. Yeah. But uh, I think it might be improved. Graphics, definitely. but Graphics uh, and gameplay is going to improve since Left 4 Dead 2 came out in, like, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, I played Left 4 Dead when I was younger. I had a lot of fun, um, with it. So I would be excited to play this again. Um, definitely seems like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, do, we're going a little long on this podcast, so. Yeah, we're, we're but, at, but it's for your benefit. <laughs> yeah, we're at, we're actually at the end now. Well, no, we were going to read, uh, the... Uh, game of the year award winners yeah the winners are winner <laughs> winner if you really uh want but before we do that i want to name an honorable mention for like a game award release and it's called century age of ashes and it looks fucking amazing yeah 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 uh you ride dragons around like and uh it's like multiplayer except you're like flying on the dragons and like killing other people on dragons and like i've always like wanted a dragon and anybody who knows me knows that i love dragons and like as soon as they like put me on a dragon in a video game i got really fucking excited so like um definitely check that one out the graphics look freaking amazing i'll show you that trailer afterwards too it looks pretty cool but um um, just real quick, we're going to read off the winners. Of course. The, the uh, winner of the game of the, the year. The game of the year uh, was Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I know. Um, best Game Direction? Last, Last of, of Us, Us Part, Part two. 2. Fuck off. Best Narrative? Last of Us Part 2. Even worse. Best Art Direction? Ghost of Tsushima? Eh, I mean, I, I can agree with that in a sense, but I feel like other games had way better art direction. Best Score in Music Winner? Final Fantasy VII Remake. It had great music from what I was told. I'm Best Audio Design winner, Last of Us Part Two. Of course. Uh, best Performance winner, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Abby was a garbage character. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm picking this apart, but I hate it. I do not like Last of Us Part Two. Uh, games for Impact winner, uh, Tell Me Why by Don't Nod Entertainment slash xbox game studio i've seen that game on the xbox game pass i have not looked into it though 
Yeah. Best ongoing game, uh, No Man's Sky. This is funny because when they were showing it off in the Game Awards and they announced No Man's Sky, everybody in that call looked so surprised that they won they're that. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh shit, really? Wait, what?" Because it they've be- been doing they've been doing a lot of updates. Oh yeah, no. And like, looking at the game, it looks way better than it was when it came out in. Dude, 2016. it was so it was so linear and boring it was very boring in 2016 plus they made this big thing about oh you can meet other people in the game it has a bunch of different customization for each planet but it really didn't it was just the same things being repeated over right and over, over again. and over and over again um, it was just you going to get supplies to build but now apparently and... you can build structures you can create some cities you can tame animals you can build weapons you each can planet mine. actually has different stuff Act, like... yeah it, it it's so much more refined and i know it has a big populist now but it beat out apex legends destiny 2 call of duty warzone and fortnite so yeah yeah uh, the best indie game winner is hades by H- super giant games hades looked dope yeah it definitely did i have not played it but we both looked at it and we're like yeah this art style looks yeah cool. i love that art style yeah. it's very uh techy yeah uh but uh best mobile game winner among us of no course. surprise there. it's of course yeah uh best community support winner fall guys ultimate knockout all right Best VR slash AR, Half-Life Alex, Which is the supposedly third Half-Life game. Uh-huh. But it only it's like the .5. Yeah, the <laughs> 2.5. Yeah. yeah, that's what you can call it. But it came out on VR. A lot of people loved it. Um, uh, innovation and Accessibility, uh, The Last of Us Part 2. No. Uh, best Action Game winner, Hades. Yeah. That's, that's... Best Action Adventure game. Last of Us Part Two. I don't understand how it could beat out Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of Wisps, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All that were games that, in my opinion, are so much. I, I don't want to get in. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was a good game. It is a very good game. Yeah. I never finished it, but it is basically a Dark Souls uh, Star Wars game. And in my opinion, I loved how it played. It felt really, really like refined and all that stuff. Yeah. Best RPG winner, FF7 Remake. Yeah. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Okay, that's that's given. Yeah. Uh, best family game, Animal Crossing New Horizons. You know what? That makes sense. So do, Yeah, it really Came does. out during the COVID-19 and brought every, all brought people together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best sim strategy game, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I have seen so many funny things from Microsoft Flight, Flight so Simulator I. 2020. I thought it was like a meme, but it won an award. Yeah, no, it's a it's like a, just a remake of an old game that came out where they just had like you flying around different parts of the world. Uh, there was a glitch where Brazil did not exist and it was just a giant gaping hole. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, could, funny. you could fly down <laughs> into it. <laughs> best sports racing game winner is actually uh reboot tony Hawk. tony hawks pro skater one and two good because the other the other ones are not so great to be uh T, yeah nba, NBA 2K, 2k 20 i think we talked FIFA, about that one 2k f1 2020 and dirt five what yeah. all right best multiplayer game among us of course and that's it yeah oh, i think that was it yeah oh no there's more but it's just esports yeah stuff. it's esports stuff like yeah. uh <clears throat> I'm just going to read the winners. Uh, Content Creator of the Year, Valkyrie. Mm. Best Debut Game, Phasmophobia. Best Esports Athlete, Heyo Showmaker Sue. Uh, best Esports Coach, Danny Zonic Sorensen. Best Esports Event, League of Legends World Championship 2020. Best Esports Game, League of Legends. Best Esports Host. Don't. <laughs> F.H. Schultz Diputer? 
Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, best esports team, G2 Esports. Oh, it's Gatorade. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, sponsored by Gatorade. Yeah, that's that's all there is. So that's all there is, folks. So yeah. this week has definitely been an interesting one, and I have thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, uh, going this... into a slight rant <laughs> a couple of times today. If, if you, know? you gave us time, we'd probably go on a rant about uh, more few, Marvel stuff. Marvel stuff, <laughs> as well as why Last Last of Us Part Two does not deserve the awards it got. Yeah, yeah, like, all that stuff. But uh, I got to keep it under two and a half hours, otherwise you guys really just aren't gonna listen to us. <laughs> yeah, this this one's been a very long one. This um, is probably the longest one we've ever done. It is probably. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see about next week and stuff like that. Yeah. We have a bunch of stuff that we want to do while we have this break. So. Yeah, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff to get going. Yeah. So. so um. All right, Zach. Do you have anything, any facts that you want to tell us this week, and preferably not trapped lyrics? I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna repeat myself from like a last one or something like that. But well, well, I can say one. Um, um, Violent J and Guy Fieri are the same person. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Have you ever seen them in the same room together? No. Exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Damn. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, this is Guy Fieri, and we're here to fuck fat bitches. So, uh, <laughs> have a good evening, folks. Take me down to Flavor Town. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.